Get over here. Hurry up. What, dude? I've been texting you like 17 times, dude. And here I am. It's what so you, late. You we closed. Sleeping? Yeah, well, of course I'm sleeping. You don't see the fucking onesie pajamas, dude? Uh, Mr. Fucking, I uh, hang out all night, gold spray paint, fucking, yeah, bitches, and yeah. It's all oh, you, you gotta get your eight hours. Yeah, I heard that's pretty good for you. Anyway, all right, you see you see the lights? Yeah, I told you, I fucking told you he's up to something. They're on, and they're like, I think he fucking, like, draped a negligee over him. Fucking muted. I think. Is that Soft. a fucking. Is that a fucking fog machine? He's had a uh, fucking fog machine this whole time and never brought. How fucking cool would that be just during work hours? It, dude, it'd be fun as hell. You know I'm always dressing up like Kiss and shit. Dude, I dress up. Let me guess. Peter Chris? I'm uh, Gene Simmons. <sighs> Paul Stanley. I'm a Paul Stanley guy. I got the tongue. That's true. Let me see it. Ah. Oh, that's good. That's good. You demon, you. Anyway, <laughs> we're going to fucking catch him. We're going to find out what the fuck he's got going on here. You think he's you think he's filming, like, sex videos or something? I don't know. Hey, you told me to come down here, not the other way around, dude. Why right, are you even- go. Why are you out here at night in the first place? Look, I've just been noticing some stuff around the store, okay? Okay. Okay, it's, it's it's weird. Okay, let's go check right. it out. All right, I got my keys here. All right, all right. Holy quiet. shit, that's a lot of keys. Shut the fuck up. He's gonna hear us. All right. What what the fuck are you guys doing in here? Fuck. What what are you? What, what are you the doing? fuck? Why the what? fuck are you in here right now? What? Shut the fuck up. What's what are you? The, stop what talking. What the fuck is going? What the fuck why is going are you on? in here? Stop talking and tell me why you're here. Why do you have a fucking fuck machine? I told you to stop talking. Ass. It's fucking cool. Me, why are you in? You told me to come here. Look at his jammies. Shut yeah. Up. Okay. What is going on? I know something's up. It's not stand-up comedy. No, I try. I gave that shit up. You shouldn't. You're really good at it. Thank you. That why did why did you keep the puppets though? Shut the fuck up, Gron. Listen, what? It's a, it's a gig economy. A what? It's a gig economy. Everybody's got to hustle. God damn it. So this and is like I a figured side. out. I figured out. Everybody is not getting enough sleep. But the other thing, too, is people watch other people do stuff now, right? We watch people unbox stuff. We watch people play video games. We listen to podcasts where other people watch other movies. Wait a minute. Okay? People, are, people are watching you fucking sleep in here. Not just me. I got a whole fleet of people in here getting sleep, and I live stream it, and people watch it. I'm making a fucking killing. This is a fucking sleep camp. Yes. Why is there a fog machine? It's a fucking humidifier that somebody peed on. All right, uh, that guy's not here uh, anymore. It does smell kind of weird. It does whisper. It does. God damn it! It smells fucking weird in here. I know. 
can't have any idea how fucking hard I gotta work to clean this place up from fucking piss. Because all these fucking hobos and shit. Dude, these people are paying to watch fucking unhoused people I'm, sleep. I'm making a fucking killing. It's fucking crazy. But shut oh, the so, fuck up. If you wake them up, I'm fucked. Sorry. sorry, guys. I had to take a piss real bad. So I just, just pissed. Grunt. I thought I got a little foggier in here. Grunt, I gotta tell you, your fucking onesie is incredible, dude. We can Thank get you. four or five followers just on that alone. Okay. I want, but I want a cut. Uh, uh, yes. All these people get a cut. You're I'm paying, a, listen, you're paying I, these people? Yeah. I'm fucking honest, dude. They get a, they get 80% of the take. Okay. They're doing all the work. I just film it. Why is that Cron, so hard? Cron, does that thing have the butt thing where you unbutton it and your butt comes out? It fucking better not. We, we got a guy in here that fucking seeks that shit out. Okay. No, I don't, I don't have one of the, can you tell I just pissed through my fucking onesie, dude? That's for your butt, not your wee wee. Yeah, but none of this shit unbuttons, dude. It's well, so complicated. Yeah, your your fucking your feet are drowning in piss now. Mm-hmm. Your stream didn't didn't purchase the fabric. It's airtight. Yeah, it's a good fabric. Yeah, it's a good fabric. Fuck, fucking sloshing around in here. Okay. That's a good fabric. But you guys gotta go. Come back in a few hours. No, I'm fucking hyped right now. I can't fucking leave. What are you talking about? Can we just? You're bringing the energy up. How are these people supposed to sleep? They Come haven't on. fucking moved. They're probably fucking high. If they fucking wake up and they see your fucking uh, super attractive ass, they're going to be all confused. I what said is, it. You're thank fucking you for that attractive. Thank you for that comment. I'm funny and you're attractive. You're just attractive let, as well and you're funny. Just, thank you. just let us stay and watch and piss everywhere. That's all we want to do. No, we're not doing Stop piss videos. Pissing. We're I'm not pissing. doing I'm piss videos. Again. I'm pissing again. <laughs> it's the humidifier. It has to be. Yeah, I know. It's all right. Up. Well, uh, well, we'll just sit back in the back, have some bathroom beers, and we'll watch a flick. How about that? It better be fucking quiet. You understand? We'll put it on like level six volume. Okay. Is I'll, it, see, I'll see you later, and I love you both. Don't put it on surround though, because then the music will be too loud compared to the talking voices. We don't have surround. Do we have surround? Do we have no? But on? if you choose the option, it fucks up the sound. We have one. We have one speaker that I broke in half. It's technically oh, yeah, surround sound. That's right. I love you. Enjoy too. your movie. I love, I love you, you guys. Too. I'm sorry I had to find out like this. So we're rich, right? Yes. Okay. Now I, I gotta go check the internet connection. You do that, Cron. Let's go. Did you really piss yourself? I'm. I am currently pissing. Okay. Because this week on Five Day Rentals, it's Mute Witness. Welcome back to Five Day Rentals, everybody. We are the video store podcast where each week we take turns picking a flick that we think meets a fun non-genre category. 
And this round's category is called Cat and Mouse. And we're kicking off season two here with a little film called Mute Witness from 1995, directed by Mr. Anthony Waller. I'm Laundry Dan. I'll be taking you through this uh, this cat and mouse movie here, uh, back and forth. It's a good time. Um, I can't do it alone. Okay, folks? And back from the long summer break is the two best co-hosts that anybody could have. Cron Howard and Bones. How are you, fellas? Looking sunburned. Looking refreshed. And look at those guns. They're amazing. Not your muscles. You actually have guns. Guess who's back? Guys. Back again. Bones Guys, is Kron. back. Tell your Kron. friends. Cron here. <laughs> Big announcement right up top. In solidarity, in solidarity with the writers' union, I have stopped taking notes for this podcast. That you, you have a movie next. Welcome week. aboard, Cron. They're not writing. I'm not writing. Why the fuck? We should have just. We should have been on vacation till the strike if, was over. If you watch the movie enough times, you don't need to write anything down. Mm-hmm. It is really just like three big chases yeah yeah uh this is a perfect movie for dan to go beat by beat with physical descriptions of your protagonist i got like 28 pages of notes not their look don't take me wrong she's an attractive lady but i'm saying did you already it's season two god and you already we already have to apologize came out creepy damn it Guys, season two, are you excited? Are yeah. we going to be rusty tonight? I missed it, man. I missed I missed my weekly check-in with my dudes, you know? Having a routine is nice, and uh, it got a, little, got, a few, got a little lonely on a few of those Thursday nights. Uh, am I looking forward to it, Dan? Uh, I'm rock hard right now, so yeah, I think so. I can see that. Half of your screen is... Your massive hog. Mm-hmm. Guess a lot of it was. To, I thought that was say. the gun. Imp- well, I'm impressed, of, dude. I think a lot of the reason was when Bones described that sexy lady in this movie. Damn it! So we're ten minutes in. We've already got a. <laughs> I said attractive. By the way, I didn't say uh, uh, sexy. A sexist comment. Sexy and a huge hog. Yeah. Is that what you edited we're it back. down to? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Can't wait to hear the cut. Fair play. Fair play. I'll and Kron, and Kron, I never knew you weren't cut. Mm. Well, it adds uh, 12 inches. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> How long does it take you to clean that thing? <laughs> I just do it once a week. It's too much. It's too much trouble. Do you just like... Put the put the tip around the hose faucet and just <laughs> yeah. wash it out that way. Blows up like a bubble. Mm-hmm. I hook it up to the spigot outside and <laughs> turn it on full blast. If you tie the tip of it and throw, watch yourself like a water balloon, mm-hmm. you got a fun summer activity. Oh, it's a good time. Do you squirt some Dawn in it before? No. Do you what squirt Dawn do? into your penis? 
Fucking weirdo. Do you put Dawn in a water I'm balloon? Weirdo. I mean, if you're trying to burn people's eyes, you do. I guess. Yeah. If you want an interesting way to clean a duck that's covered in oil. Oh, yeah. fuck yeah. That gives me permission to just peg some fucking ducks <laughs> with water balloons. Sign my ass up. It's way quicker. Ah, uh, folks, how... We are in season two. The category is Cat and Mouse. The first movie's Mute Witness. Gentlemen, had you ever seen Mute Witness? No. This movie's been really hard to find forever. So it's like, uh, I think the DVD was out of print and then it never streamed anywhere, as far as I know. Uh, uh, recently got you are announced correct, for correct. like Blu ray and streaming, but you know, before then it was really hard to find. Oh, so we could have waited. At the time that I came up with this, I did not know that news existed. Yeah. And we still don't have a date, so. Yeah. Well, I had my pre-planned response to that was a mid-90s Russian slasher movie set in the world of snuff films. No, I didn't seek this out. This uh, This wasn't on my radar. But were you like... Yeah, it's Dan. I this this does has some or has this this has um uh stage fright vibes to it. But later half feels almost cronish. So I can see that. Yeah. It's a real blend of Five Day Rentals, this opening mm-hmm. movie for season two. Had you watched it before you picked it, Dan? Or was it just on your radar wanted to bring it? Uh, I watched this pr- when it probably came on VHS. I remember the case at the video store. And it had been years. And yeah, I picked it up on DVD and watched it and was like, yeah, definitely. We're, we'll definitely have this movie on, on the podcast. And I decided on Cat and Mouse. And I said, you know what? You witness. Let's do it. Right on. All right. Do we want to take this opportunity to uh, explain the new rate my letterbox working before we get into it? I guess. Um, yeah, we have a change. Bones, you can probably explain it better than I can. I will try, but thanks, buddy. Right. Um, rate my letterbox will now be specific to the selector of said movie. So we will continue tracking our points, but in the in an effort to loosen um, some mid breakdown discussion and uh, dissection and opinion, at the start of the show, the two hosts who did not bring the movie to the show or will not be leading the plot, they will make their selection for what the uh, leader of the episode would rate this show. So, for example, Dan, you're leading this bad boy off. You're going to say, guys, rate my letterbox, and Kron and I are going to go head-to-head in this episode to try to earn our points. So, I'm going to lock myself in right now. I'm going to say oh, Dan shit. gives this bad boy a 3.5. Wow. 
Wow, wow, wow. I guess it's time to play uh, the Red Square's favorite game. Dan, I'm going to give you a 3.5 wow. and rate my letterboxed. So what's up in the air is if, Dan, if you would like to try to guess at the end of the show uh, what Kron and I would respective or respectively rate this based on our um, subjectivity throughout the episode, I say, by all means, and Kron, you and I, we can exchange as well. But the only points that matter are Kron and I trying to figure out what Dan's is. So. Uh, it might be a little confusing, but I think it frees Kron and I up this episode to sort of give our opinion, which has been something that I've discussed all through season one. This this was not at all fucking dictated by somebody's uh, nice, eloquated, uh, very uh, sandwiched uh, comment, okay? Maybe slightly. Maybe a little bit. But there was going to be an adjustment anyway, but don't freak out that person. It was on the list, yeah. Yeah, it was going to happen. But I'm well, excited think, for it. I think this is going to free us up quite a bit. I think it's great because I can go like this. Hey, did you guys like this movie? Yeah. Yeah, dude, dude I, I, thought it, I thought it fucking ripped. <laughs> <laughs> fucking rip them, dude. Ripper. Rip. Uh, did you guys watch that Theo Vaughn uh, Hulk Hogan? Interview? No, I, haven't, I haven't got to it yet, but I will. I, I didn't know about it. He sent it to us, Kron. I threw it in the Discord. Jesus Christ. Um, that could have been... Right, right off the bat, they bring up Jesse Ventura, and Hulk's <laughs> like, yeah, he could be a little much, and Theo jokes like, he was on this show, and he spoke for three hours, and I maybe spoke for 20 <laughs> seconds, and he kept saying, I'm going to leave, and then he would talk for 25 minutes more, so... Uh, <laughs> It was fun for him to address Sounds that. Sounds like when he comes to our show, yeah. But, but uh, goddamn, fucking first 40 minutes, Hogan comes off fucking likable as hell, man. It's fucking agitating. <sighs> Maybe he'll be exonerated, too. He's, <laughs> he's rejuvenated now that he's a Christian. That mm-hmm. And he's doing yeah, that yoga Organic food. Yeah. It's all good now. He's clean, bro. <clears throat> That's all you got to do. You just get to like forgiven. 70, find Christ, eat clean. You're fucking good. That should be a shirt. Find Christ, eat clean. It is. You I guarantee you that's at a, that there's a no. soccer Karen Copyright. doing CrossFit wearing that shirt right now. Uh, Dan, it says Trump 2024 on the back. So Damn. sign me up. Um, Gentlemen, are we you- ready to get into plot yes mute witness let's go mute witness uh but before that i have one other thing to say uh i do want to say congratulations crumb that's all i'll say hey thanks buddy all right we start off with a young woman woman jesus we're back getting stalked by someone outside her window sound familiar this person quickly no. moves his way into the apartment. No, never done, never done that. You sure? Uh, well, you no. know, it's like I forgot my keys, and I'm like trying to get her attention. Oh, you know? uh, okay. That, yeah, that's worse. Legit, legit. I'll take. No, no judgment. Uh, 
this this person quickly sneaks into the apartment as the radio announces that a madman has escaped a mental ward and has killed two people already. Uh, this person Bellevue is the name of the mental hospital, and his is that the most common hospital name in so movies. Didn't we used to live in an apartment like Bellevue or some shit? Yeah. <laughs> uh, bad news for you too. You just got it, better. After it was you took a fucking mental pills. hospital the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think he'd catch on to that. All right. This person quickly shuts the radio off. Very smart. And continues to stalk the young woman. Uh, this person grabs a large cliche kitchen Is knife. it smart, though, if you're trying to creep around and when somebody's already noise? got radio going? Yeah. Use that to your advantage. I mean, when the radio starts talking about you, though, you kind of like. Oh, oh, no, wait, hold on. And not if you're already there. What's she she going to do? She doesn't know, but you know. I don't know. There's got to be a... You don't think the Zodiac Killer was cranking off when the TV was talking about him? Well, we know that. That was his thing, though. Like, that was his thing. He He didn't care about the killing. He just wanted the... San Francisco Chronicle shit that got he could have that's what got him chronically hard he could have done something else to get some attention maybe maybe instead of trying to solve the case we should be looking for theater masturbators whenever that movie came out mm-hmm. I'm sure they I'm um, sure there was six who got five year old six foot tall yeah ambid- who, dudes jerking off with both hands <laughs> who who got banned from AMC around that time? That's that's how you crack this thing wide open. Are you jerking off because you're watching Zodiac or because the Nicole Kidman promo's on? Everyone's like, why do I have to sign for my ticket? Like, what? You guys think Nicole Kidman's hot in that? I know Karan does. Yeah. She's, she looks good in everything. Dude. I, I prefer 90s Nicole Kidman. Before all the work, I can't look past the work, you know. Like her, like filmography, is that what you're talking about? It's both. No, but it's the. (laughs) I don't like that. What they're what they're doing to their face, you know. It's like a it's a bummer with Cruz too, because obviously the Botox and stuff hasn't settled. You know, it it doesn't look like it's taking anymore. No, (laughs) I think because after Maverick, it yeah, it was like oh shit, dude's old now. I think Pete Kidman was like eyes wide shut, right? Ninety nine. I was gonna say ninety nine. Yeah, that's when she was still looking like uh, real natural, beautiful. Oh, you said peak. I thought you said Pete Kidman, like her fucking ugly ass brother. Oh, hello. I'm just Pete living Kidman in an ashtray. Pete Kidman here. You know my sister. <laughs> I've seen all the movies multiple times. Go to the press. I do not. Close my eyes, if you know what I mean. I, I was banned from an AMC during <laughs> Eyes Wide Shut. All right. He goes in, gets a cliche kitchen knife. As a Here I lady. am thinking San Francisco is a progressive town. Allowing murder. Left-handed jerking. Some guy named Azini. In Australia, everyone jerks with the left hand. It's all backwards down here. You put the emphasis on the push, if you know what I mean. Oh, weird. 
Pete, how often does Nicole invite you over? Never. <laughs> wow. That makes sense. I mean, Did you ever hang out with Tom Cruise? Oh, I loved him. So you think it was like a mistake that she left him? Mm-hmm. I used to have to tell Tom all the things and ways Kidman liked it. <laughs> Can you give us an example? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Pete, what'd you have for dinner? Uh, Chipotle. Chipotle. <laughs> Is that a different restaurant down there or Chip- say do you guys got outback steakhouses no no <laughs> probably just a steakhouse I'll, out in the I'll, outback <laughs> i think i'm gonna leave now <laughs> all right it's too early this seems to be sure. your first episode back yeah i mean we're anybody can pop in that's how this thing works somebody else might have been planned and now this kind of fucks that so Bye. What's ever going to get me to three hours on this plot? That's how we work. All right. He gets a cliche kitchen knife. Uh, He continues to stalk this young lady as she puts on lipstick. Uh, We got some good stuff here where she's opening the mirror and it's reflecting him coming at her. He's got some pantyhose on his head. Uh, She notices the doors open with some footsteps on the foot stains on the carpet. Footstep stains, I guess. As she closes the door, a dead body falls out. I'm not sure if she was saying Eddie or Honey, but he falls down from behind a coat rack. Hardy. Maybe both. Maybe. Eddie's or Honey? Eddie, Honey. Eddie, Money. Karan, who, what song does Eddie Money sing? Uh, Two. Too tall, too tight, too high. <laughs> too tall, plane. too high. That's a, that's a plane. <laughs> too plain. <laughs> we we cover a show about it. Too plain to hula dance. Okay, classic Eddie Money. Re- reword that. Refill. That's like the right sequence. Just refill that. <laughs> refill it. Like. <laughs> Fucking replace some of the words, but keep that too simple to hula. <laughs> too simple. Hula. Where do people hula? Hawaii. Okay, which, which is considered is... to be like a what type of place? Like a nice Island. place. Okay. Okay. A little bit more. And what do you need to get on a plane? Money. Okay, and that well, buys that, that's you what? His name. A ticket. Ticket to okay. paradise. <laughs> How many? Two. <laughs> we got there, folks. I think that's my new favorite game. All right. She notices the door's open. She goes to close it. A dead body falls out from behind a coat rack. She rushes in to dial the cops. The killer approaches with the knife and stabs her multiple times on the bed. He slowly starts to walk away and take his pantyhose off his head. Uh, The young woman gets up and knocks over a table. The killer lights up a cigarette. Well, he's trying to light up a cigarette, and another hand comes in and lights it up for him. 
So obviously something's going on. Our young victim, she continues to fall all over every piece of furniture in the apartment. Uh, more people start to appear and are laughing and watching as this lady continues to have an extended death scene. Uh, we get our title here, Mute Witness. It's clear that we are on the set of a horror movie being filmed. We continue to pan across. Somebody's uh, the, a De Palma fan. Yep. Who would have thought? Was that your guys' first thought? Yeah, once it became clear it was like a movie, I was like, it's just a it's a blowout riff, right? Like Yeah. It's it's pretty obvious within the first few seconds what you're also when you read the fucking film synopsis, that doesn't help. But I will say this? the the cigarette lighting and like the reveal that there's like four different guys sitting next to each other, like they keep expanding that frame is a cool reveal. But the overall extended death scene thing doesn't play. I know you need it for later, but what director is going to sit there and just let you fucking trash a set for a shot you're not going to use, you know? Yeah, until the film runs out. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's even... Doesn't he say, like, you're doing too much? (laughs) Afterwards. uh, (laughs) Yeah. yeah. But he's like, every fucking yell cut, dude. (laughs) I mean... Yeah, you're the director. We continue to pan across the movie set while the crew laughs and the actors continue to fall all over the place dying. As the pan continues, we meet our sisters, Billy and Karen. Karen tells Billy that the cameraman has the hots for her. Uh, We also kind of notice here that Billy cannot speak, hence the title of our movie, Mute Witness. Uh, The camera finally stops rolling, and the actress finally dies. Andy, our director here, he calls cut. He's clearly frustrated with the actress. He explains that he didn't mean trash the whole fucking set. He just said, extend it a little more. You're a victim. Get stabbed and die. That's all I need. We want to see the blood. Uh, We learn that Billy is doing the special effects on this movie. Uh, Billy shows our killer here how to spray the fake blood out of his knife. They make it seem like it's fucking rocket science to squeeze a bag of blood in your armpit. <laughs> like, that seems like you would have done that before the first take, right? Yeah, you would have already went over this with yeah. him. So Billy's pretty much doing a shitty job at her job. But she can't talk, though. Did any of you guys go through this movie and... They kind of do it in the movie to where she's like, no, I can hear. I just can't talk. Did you they, think, though, that she was like deaf as well? I did when the uh, like later on we get a bathtub scene with her. And I had totally forgot. And it's very calm and there's music. And I, I was even thinking to myself, like, well, if I was doing this, I think I would have this quiet because she can't hear anything. And then I had to remind myself like, Oh no, she can hear you fucking idiot. Like, but they, they even address it coming up, right? Her sister even calls people out for saying, yeah, when they, um, the lady uh, transfers in Russian, she's like, she can hear you. You don't have to yell. Yeah. I think maybe at the very, very beginning, I thought that could be a possibility, but it is like, it's like someone talks to her and her sister is like, she can hear you. So I think they establish pretty early on. I kind of like how they do it too, where it's just like 
they just kind of show you that she can't speak, you know, like they don't, they don't have anyone come over and be like, can you hear me? You know, like some dumb (laughs) kind of like. But can you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? If this is speaking for me more in my life, I've had more interaction with deaf people who are more likely to not, even though they can speak and, and produce some sound more often than and not that they they do not you know mm-hmm. I, I can't recall a time where i've met somebody who's mute but could hear so i think most people probably just assume if they're not talking that's why um mm-hmm. i don't know yeah, if I think, i've ever met anybody mute yeah i don't think i have like that can hear but cannot speak i don't know if i've ever met someone Lightning Jack. Remember Cuba Gooding Jr. and Lightning Jack? He was mute. Is that with Clint? No, that's with uh, Crocodile Dundee. Oh, that's right. I wonder if he knows Pete Kidman. We'll never know. grew up together. (laughs) Pete's never coming back. (laughs) We'll see. I wrote down Uh, Pete Kidman as a category, so... (laughs) (laughs) Only time will tell. <laughs> All right. Billy shows our killer here how to squirt his fake blood out of the knife. We also learned that they are filming in Russia. And uh, there is a language barrier, of course. Billy can't speak. We've already established that. A Russian crew member informs Andy that they need to a day to reset the set because uh, the actress there just fucked it all up. But he wants to get one more... Uh, shot in before the day ends yeah it's billy magic get, hour you gotta, you gotta push through six o'clock listen mm-hmm. all she's already trashed the place you just pick up an insert of her falling from underneath that shelf right just a quick shot of her coming down then cut over you can splice that shit together you don't need to reshoot the entire thing you fall you followed her right or add some kineticism to it and quickly cut her bouncing around into those things right maybe throw an insert of him looking like he's throwing her you can leave the place trash you can pick this up okay i'm learning a fucking ton from friedkin by the way um (laughs) that fucking audiobook is incredible he is an incredible storyteller so I haven't started it yet. I started reading a John Carpenter book, though, and that's been pretty good. So. Oh, hell yeah. If, if anybody's interested, I will share a... Somebody has the audiobook up in parts on YouTube, and that's how I've been listening. So, I know... What, for freaking? Yeah. I know... I g- gave it to you. I know you gave it to me, <laughs> but it's substantially easier to listen YouTube to it on it? YouTube. Yes without downloading it all and putting it in because it's not broken out by chapter or anything. Yeah. Well, the YouTube one we at got, least remembers where I'm, I'm at. The one I got is like six minutes for each thing and then you got to go to the next. I'm like, all right. Yeah. All right. Billy gets some blood from her special effects box here. Nobody's getting into that box. It's hers. I uh, mean, you can't write keep out on something. I'm, I'm going to look first chance I get <laughs> That's the first thing I'm going for. That is so stupid. <laughs> the camera guy helps her out, and they each give 
give Who's each other. Who's stealing fake ideas. blood? What 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 purpose would that serve? I, I would as soon as I got the box open. Don't tell me to keep <laughs> out of something. <laughs> I'm opening it, it and I'm taking, I'm taking something. whatever in there. Billy adds a little sugar to the actress's fake blood so it tastes better. Billy notices the lighting guy is talking to her from up on the lighting. I would be method. I would want blood that didn't taste good. You know, I would want to feel a little bit of anguish. Yeah, put a bunch of sugar. Put a bunch of iron in there. Yeah. I don't want to be fucking ledger jokering the whole time. Licking my lips and. Mmm. Fucking slurping that blood up off the Mm -hmm. floor. Mmm. Mm. Get the the wet mouth when you're trying to die. Mm. I'm trying to I'm trying to be dead here, but goddamn, mm. Billy, it's like, it's like bug juice or something. What is that? A mixture of Splenda and raw? Mm. Mm. It's like Billy. cornstarch and grenadine. Mm. Mm. <laughs> it's like pure right. sugar over here in Russia. The lighting I guy corn syrup at all. It's talking to Billy, and the translate translator says he says to make uh, use white so it looks more like a dead body. It's kind of a creepy little scene. Uh, they try to get the shot, but the studio shuts down for the night. Billy, Andy, and Karen they all head out to the parking lot, but Billy has forgot the head that they need for. I bu- is it Monday or is it the next day? It sounds like they're leaving for the weekend. I hope so, because you you don't pound all that chili expecting to get <laughs> to work early the next day, man. That's a great point. <clears throat> so Billy remembers the fake head, and she has to go back into the building to get it. Uh, Karen's kind of like, well, we'll go with you. But Andy's like, I'm fucking hungry. Like, she's fine. Uh, Karen is kind of an overprotective sister. We'll get to we'll get to know Andy. He is what he is. Billy signs or signs that she will be fine and heads up and everybody leaves. We cut to Billy finding the mask in the studio that she needs and she heads for the door or she does hears she, the door slam. Does she find what she, the mask she needs? Because I thought the guy had the mask on. Oh, was that the mask? Because it yeah. shows a mask. But mm-hmm. I guess she does put it down. I thought that's why she kept like walking around looking for it because ah. the one she needed is the one that the guy is wearing in the part uh, we're about to get to. I guess I never noticed that. I thought she it was just that green one. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, hmm. he's got he's got the two mask thing, right? Because the we'll get there. Billy hears a door slam and looks out the window and notices that the groundskeeper for the studio is already locking up. She tries to get his attention, but it's no luck. I think he heard her, but he was just like, it's fucking Friday. Mm -hmm. You're on your own. I'm going to drink. (laughs) Uh, We cut to Andy fucking up dinner at Karen and they're in Andy's place. The phone rings. It's Billy. Go ahead. What song is that guy listening to as he's cooking I, chili? It is. I looked for it today, but some it, Russian it, punk song. It sounds like a Russian sound of sound alike of uh, "Fight for Your Right to Party." Yeah, it's <laughs> it's crazy. It's the Russian beasties. Yeah, it's like you have to 
demand the authority to party or something. I mean, it's like <laughs> it's like close enough that you can figure out what they're doing, but still very Russian. They're saying party a lot. Russians fucking party, bro. Okay. I, I believe it. Last season, I would ask a lot of questions to try to uh, be relatable, right? Like, hey, do you guys feel this? Blah, blah, blah. I'm going to keep leaning into that because I got I got to connect to humanity a little bit more. It's been rough. When you guys are doing something and listening to loud music and kind of in the zone, right? Whether it's your cooking or cleaning and you have the music kind of turned up and you slowly start to crank it because you're kind of enjoying the vibe. And for some reason, you need to turn it down quickly, right? Like the phone rings or your wife starts talking to you or something and you have to turn it down do you have this moment of like, uh, like malaise, like where you almost feel dumb? I don't know how to describe this, but there's something about like the joy that you feel like turning that that up and being into it, and then having to turn it off really fat. It, like it always makes me embarrassed or sort of upset. Yeah, I think. I mean, more than anything, it just makes me mad because I'm yeah. like. <laughs> In the zone, having a good time. Yeah. And then, yeah, you got to like, be like, what? What the fuck do you want? <laughs> you ruined the, whole, the song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shaun of the Dead kind of references that, like when Ed's driving the car and they throw in that cassette and they turn the shit up and he's like, you know, driving all badass and shit. And Sean's mom is like, it is a little loud. And he's like, oh, sorry. And they turn it down. Like, there is this, like, vibe that sort of is like, uh, what a, what a bummer. That, there's something about it that makes it seem like, oh, I'm in a really good mood, but the rest of the world is fucking my shit. Is up. being a boner right now. And it's like, ah, oh, shit. Like, I'm sort of embarrassed by it. I don't know. It, I it makes me, it makes me feel the same way, like, when you're riffing with somebody and maybe you go too far and, and people are like, oh, dude, that's not cool. Like, I, I have that same internal shit. I just want to die. So. There you go. Bringing up abortion again. That's too far. Oh, you fucking know I'm rocking out to Russian punk music when I abort. <laughs> it's the only shit I Hard to, to party with this fucking you got burden. <laughs> the phone rings. It's Billy tapping out a message, but Andy can't hear because of the music's too loud. Uh, Karen well, he's, asked he's also got that whole chili operation going on that he needs to focus on what a fool he, he, I don't think he knows how to cook you get one crock pot you got everything you need to make chili I yeah mean, he's doing a lot of stuff there and it's like what are you doing obviously yeah, he's got every burner going like <laughs> a sink full of dishes already we find out he's a, obviously a rich kid right yeah. So my so. guess is maybe one night at his frat, he made chili. It was somehow decent, and people were like, hey, this is pretty good. So mm-hmm. he's just leaned into, like, chili's my thing, and I wing it every time, and it's always good. I guarantee you that shitty, or that, that shitty, that chili is shit. So. There's a person at work today, they were like, yeah, I think I'm going to make chili for dinner. I was like. It We're is not 100 friends. degrees Shut outside. That's always what I think. If people tell me they're making chili in the summer, it's like fucking 
drive I, into the side of a building. I love a chili in summer. You just add a little bit extra water, make it a little runnier. <laughs> Sloppy chili. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I make my chili's thick, dude. I could flip the bowl over like it's a blizzard. Well, that's a Shit that's a move. Sum, that's a summertime chili or a wintertime chili. Mm-hmm. You're making a winter in a summer, dude. You got to add some water to that shit. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't water down my chili. You got to hydrate, bro. <laughs> Fuck that. Throw some veggie stock. <clears throat> Karen asked Andy like about the phone call. Like a fucking blizzard. <laughs> It's ready. <laughs> I can't swallow this. Have you guys seen the clip of Trump asking what the fuck a blizzard is at Dairy Queen? I think, yeah. He I had no that. fucking idea. And somebody spliced uh, Biden getting one and holding it upside down like he was an absolute <laughs> fucking pro. The world we live in. It's not an endorsement either way, but goddamn. <laughs> One is a little bit more relatable, right? I feel like Trump should know what a blizzard is, though. Yeah, I mean, he seems like he loves the fucking fish I, delight and shit. Well, so. Yeah, he calls a, a fish fillet a fish delight. So he probably <laughs> just says, give me the the thicky or something. You know, he doesn't yeah, know that it's a blizzard. That's true. He probably has some stupid ass name he made up for it. <laughs> He seems like a, yeah, it's 9 p.m. and I want a blizzard, like, type of guy. I think he's also too lazy to, like, spoon. Like, he probably wants a milkshake at 9.30, right? He he lets it melt for a little bit and just drinks it. He's probably like, I got to get the taste of this hooker's piss out of my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Karen... (laughs) Asked Andy about the phone call, and he said it was she. She says it could have been Billy, and hopefully she calls back. Uh, they both play phone tag with each other, Billy and Karen, and they get the busy signal. Meanwhile, Billy starts hearing noises in the studio and goes to check them out. Uh, she hears people talking. She continues to move through the building and check out the elevator. But as she's doing this, the phone rings, and it's Karen. Andy has completely destroyed any dinner hopes by this point. I think the pan even breaks into the trash can at, at this moment. He says we're eating out to himself, right? Yeah. He dumps a whole thing of spice into like one of the, into a skillet or something. What an absolute fucking, that's just a sh- spit in the face of the Russian people who are fucking ah, lining up around the block to get a American spoonful chili. of paprika. Yeah. And, Billy taps out that she's okay and she's going to be on her way, that she found the mask. Billy makes her way down to the exit. Yeah, didn't she say that she found it, Kron? I thought it was the other mask, the, okay. the one that the guy's wearing. I mean, that sounds cooler. Uh, she she makes her way to the exit, but she notices some men uh, filming something, what looks like a pornographic movie. Billy is clearly uncomfortable with this, and she just tries to make her way past without being seen. She's a little sweet on it at first, actually. I mean, like, she's, she's curious she of what's going on. She smiles, and she's like, oh, okay. Like, she's, she's a little cool. There's a little window where she's 
she's like, eh, she's this down. probably shouldn't be going on, but you know, this isn't my country, and yeah, yeah, whatever, you know. Who is she to say anything? Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe this is oh, what they shit. do here. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's the last one. That's unfair. No, it's not. Uh, the cameraman from earlier is the one filming this movie. Uh, Billy gets passed. Uh, That's good the- that he's consistent, right? That mm-hmm. he he practices on his time off. You got a thing. I mean, you got to mm-hmm. make your way up, you know? I wouldn't put this on my resume, but, you know, it's experience. He's probably got two, pa- two different resumes, I would think. <laughs> Don't put which, this on LinkedIn. Which CV would you like to see? <laughs> the Russian propaganda or uh, snuff? Keep fighting, Ukraine. Uh, Billy gets passed, <laughs> but the man having intercourse We're doing with this, this for woman you guys. <laughs> <laughs> starts. We had like. A good chunk of downloads from Iran, and thank you. I guess I don't know if we. Should. Yeah, I was like, what? I mean, I, I I might be pulling this out of my ass, but doesn't that part of the world have like the highest rate of fucking porn downloads? Yeah, I think that's like that- the Middle East region is like <laughs> they are keeping porn up and fucking ad revenue business. All right, Billy gets past this man. They are paying for premium over there. Oh Jesus Christ! We got. I got to get that oil money, dude. <laughs> Kron, how much is premium? I don't know. <laughs> Good answer. He's, well, he's just so rich. He just it's on that black card, baby. Yeah, he gives a shit. Accountant pays it. Yeah, dude. I don't even look at the statements. He's like, I haven't seen nothing but premium. I wouldn't know. <laughs> what regular is? Mm-hmm. I, I boot up my laptop. I got Touch ID. Pfft, who gives a Ad, fuck? Ad free, baby. Bro, I have all the Angela White films, dude. Full. Like our. I don't know who that is. I don't okay. either. Is that the new? Is that season two's Lisa Ann? Because I'm. <laughs> yes. I think I'm. I think I'm a few eras behind. Uh, look her up this evening. Uh, Billy gets past this man, but the man having intercourse with this woman starts getting very violent with the woman, and uh, he ties her up and starts stabbing her with a knife. (laughs) Billy locks eyes with this woman as she's being stabbed. Billy screams, but nothing comes out. When I lose my lips, it's just a bunch of gibberish. It was interesting. (laughs) Jesus. It was interesting that she still tried to cover her mouth. Like instinctually, that her hand went up like that. Um, it's, there's kind of a cool thing where, like, the one lady is screaming, but the shot is of Billy, who we know can't vocalize. Yeah. So it's kind of like a weird, you know, that, that it pretty cool. looks like she's screaming, even though we know it's not her. I think it it helps with with everything that's going on, but she's also very smart. I think. She's not your average, like, dumb ch- lady being chased in a You're saying a the average lady's dumb, Dan? 
you already hey if, if only we've already muddied the talk, water huh? <laughs> i mean i didn't say that I said what you're saying is the average drive. slasher woman is presented yes. in a way that is not always in a in a, in a, in a, in a highly intelligent right and it works against and it does not do that gender any favors and this movie does the opposite and it is good and yeah unfortunately it is her disability which keeps her sort of in the struggle and it's an interesting take on it i think it's a uh you know it's You're a welcome. one up for her mm-hmm. because if any other person would go through this they would scream when when a bag dropped from the fucking elevator shaft into the bottom of yeah somebody would have any person would have screamed when that shit happened yeah then you're found and then you're dead in russia with love billy slowly i beat bones to the 007 joke oh darn that's what season two is all about, folks. Fucking fire. Billy slowly backs I'm away. I'm fucking over it. I'm not bringing Bond to season two. You, I have the Bond category. Oh, thank God. Why'd you get excited then? What? I couldn't. I couldn't lie like that. <laughs> oh, thank God. I didn't have to keep that up. <sighs> it's the biggest fucking facade I ever What had. a fucking relief. Holy shit. Billy slowly backs away, trying not to knock over anything, and everything is there in her way. Lighting, all kinds of shit. Uh, She almost gets away, but she knocks over a little table and a purse, and the camera guy hears this and goes, takes a look. Billy hides, but the man keeps coming. The chase is on, y'all. She runs up the stairs and uh, goes into the hallway as the man, he turns on the lights. What a smart move. Best shot of the movie. Is yeah. that fucking wide, Hallway. wide shot where that stairway is on the left, and that corner is about in your third frame, and you see her come up those stairs down that hallway, and she just makes it out of the way when he turns on the lights. Yeah, that was an incredible shot. There's a lot of, so it's like that, and you take that by itself, and it's not a very long scene, but they've. They've strung together like four of those where it's like a very near miss. And it yeah, it it looks more impressive than it actually is because, you know, it's like, well, they cut there, they cut there, they cut there. But just with you being in the movie, it's like, damn, like they are like this movie is masterful of like, you know, kind of having these near misses. And I don't know, it looks just the way they've like put that together is is awesome. And it being better exemplifies how purposely bad the beginning, like, movie within a movie was. Mm-hmm. So, like, that sort of, like, fun play on the De Palma, but this is, like, solid suspense. Yeah. I think it, it flips on you and you're like, oh, shit, okay, this thing knows what it's doing. Yeah, so. they, d- they do kind of a cool thing, too, where, like, the beginning of this movie – like, it is shot differently than the rest of the film. Like, once you're out of that fake movie, it has, like, a different kind of, like, the camera movements are different, the angles are different. Like, so I I don't know. I thought that was cool, too, that they made the beginning so, you know, kind of cheesy, hokey, you mm-hmm. know, bullshit. And then, yeah, you get to this part and it's like, oh, shit, man. This, like, whoever's making this kind of 
has a sense for what they're doing. I think the soundtrack as well, or sound yeah. effects. I think it. I think it works. All right, she sees the sign for the stairwell as the man starts checking each of the rooms as she's hiding. Um, the man knows someone is in there and starts speaking. Uh, Billy remains hidden by a coke or on the side of a coke machine, soda machine, whatever. The man checks another room and Billy smashes a key box. In to get into the stairwell. She when this is over, key. she's going to have to answer to the Coca-Cola Corporation. Well, I just kept thinking, like, just leave the building. You don't need that commemorative nuclear missile key. <laughs> <laughs> I get that they're littered all over Russia, but just go. It's, it's key to the door, Kron. I know. Kind of the opposite. I would just kept yelling, like, fucking stay. Just find a spot and stay. Stay on the side of that fucking elevator shaft. Just stay in a spot. Seemed like there was a lot of places to hide in there. Yeah. For a while, I thought the entire movie was going to be this. Like we were just going to be in this building with Billy trying to get away from these two guys. And I was in for it. I was like, oh, shit. If they keep this up for like an hour, you know, 15, because you got the beginning. I was like, this would be incredible if it's just like. We are in this one building with these three people. Yeah, I was I was playing that scenario in my head like, okay, her sister shows up and they kill one of them or they kill Andy mm-hmm. and then she's with her and it you know, she has to work something out and back like so I thought the exact same thing. So the fact that it expands is a be- to me was a benefit. So I don't disagree that I wouldn't have been down for it, but I appreciate that we do get through this. I feel like like this part is really exciting and you get kind of a lull in the middle and then it goes like full on bonkers at the, at the end of the yeah. film. So it is fun like where this ends up. But yeah, the first 30 minutes I was like, damn, this is just going to be like a one location kind of like, you know, cat and mouse the entire time. Doesn't this feel weird as hell to be 50 minutes in and like talking all nicely about a movie and... God damn, I'm like freer than when nice. I like was like a, I didn't have to hide the bond. Dude, put your shirt thing. back on. No, it's fucking hot here, dude. It's fucking 101 degrees here today. But the planet is on fire. Yeah, we'll be all right. I need a blizzard stat. <laughs> the man is now speaking English, saying that he can explain what is happening. Uh, but Millie, Billy makes a mad dash for it. The man notices that the key box is broken. There's also a little bit of blood on it as well. And he runs into the stairwell. Billy hides behind a curtain. The man notices some shoes sticking out. He goes and pulls the curtain. But, of course, it's just some wardrobe shoes. Shit ton of them. Billy's just, already moved into the next room. Just real quick. E.T.'s in there wearing a fucking hat. <laughs> Do you... Do you think that snuff film is going to have like 20 extra minutes on the end of it where it's just a shot of a body in a bed? Yeah, because they're not editing that, right? Like, they, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they left the shit rolling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is something going to happen? 
I mean, you kind of know when they bust, right? I, it, it's just like Did with he, any movie. though? I mean, I... It's like with any movie, though. You'd check the time and be like, oh, it's 20 minutes left? <laughs> this fucking movie sucks. You think they do ADR for that, or are they getting fucking on-set sound? Uh, it's definitely on-set. Okay. Why would you... It seems like it's such a limited... A it seems like it's such a limited market, <laughs> and you like the cleanup has to be insane. I mean, you can't. I mean, the margins have to be so thin on snuff. Oh, I disagree. I think you don't think, have snuff a, criterion. I, I I disagree. I think the margin. <laughs> I guess they are selling. They're selling the, it to like one the, guy. The so human I guess. cost is quite high, but the <laughs> shit. All right. She goes back into the hallway, but has to slide into another stairwell because the man opens the door and comes into the hallway. But as she does, the other man comes running up the stairs and she gets out of view just in the nick of time. Uh, our two goons here, they meet up and talk while Billy moves into the elevator shaft. She climbs down, but one of the men uh, look into the window of the elevator shaft uh, right on top of her now. Uh, Billy quickly bolts the elevator door as uh, one of the guys is trying to open it. Like I said, going back to she's very smart through this whole chase. Uh, the man, uh, Billy locks the bolt from the elevator door but the uh, when it's trying to be open but Billy slips here and uh, the key that she got drops into uh, on top of the elevator uh, Billy's trying to hold on but she ends up falling onto or not falling but she manages to climb down on the top of the elevator Billy sees the key and makes her way through the elevator and and back into the shaft of the elevator like the bottom of it uh, to get the key. But as she does this, one of the men comes from around the corner. Fucking Emilio uh, just laying there all impaled and shit. <laughs> uh, and drops a black bag, a black plastic bag, which falls to the bottom of the ele- elevator shaft. Uh, Billy hides and watches as more bags are tossed. Uh, and hold on. As they're throwing the trash bags in, the key gets wiped down into the shaft as well. I'm saying shaft a lot. Uh, as soon as it, cl- as soon as they clear out, Billy yeah, your, heads your down. Your notes are a real Rorschach test, aren't yeah, they? Damn. So the key gets pushed in as they're throwing the bags in, and then Billy heads down into the shaft to get the key. All right. Once down there, she starts going through all the trash. Uh, but gets scared again as another bag falls. She quickly hides under all the bags as the men hear something and they shine a flashlight down. And we get a nice uh, bloody head in one of the bags from the victims or from the victim, the lady from earlier. Billy finds a key, heads back up the elevator shaft, but the door's locked. Just then, one of the men come back and grab a bag. And this lets Billy out of the elevator shaft. See, I've played enough video games that I think I would take the head. I feel like this is going to come in handy later, right? Like, well, it, prove it was for a puzzle kind of, or something, you know? It was like shining on the ground, so mm-hmm. you kind of... It indicates I mean, so you can interact. Key, yeah, key item. I mean... 
I tried to take the head, but it was just a viper. It got me. You got to remember where they're at, dude. That'll fuck your flow. Uh, she gets out of the elevator staff. She hides, but steps on a piece of wood, which just gets the attention of one of the guys. Uh, Billy yeah, manages I'm to escape. I'm stepping on my wood all the time. It comes up and pops her in the face like a fucking, <laughs> fucking Depression-era comic. She's <laughs> got a bloody nose and shit. Uh, she escapes back into the building, but just as she gets... Is that Death Wish 3 where he makes the... The one that fucking slams into the dude and it, yeah. the teeth get stuck in it. Yeah. Wieldy. Okay. I was, I was waiting for it. Uh, just as she steps on or into the hallway, all the lights in the building come on. Smart move. Billy makes a mad dash for the door, but the men finally spot her. And the chase is on. Billy heads up the lighting rig uh, and back into the hallway with both men in full pursuit. Uh, our music intensifies here, and Billy what finally reaches the door. This building. It, it's a studio. It, it is a massive warehouse where they have converted it into filming space. There, there are fucking hallways in this that look like. Alien 3, man. Like, there, it doesn't make... I guess it's probably just a cheap, empty warehouse that they set up to film in. Yeah, uh, they right. did film in Russia, so... Minus this, one scene. No, I just mean within the logic of the movie. Like, what, oh, okay. what prompted them to want to shoot there? But Ch- Cheap space yeah. is what I would guess. Is this chase where they go into all those crazy, like, rack focuses? Where it's, like, zooming out or, you know, panning in and zooming out at the same time? There's, like, a quick cut of, like, four or five of those in a row. Where they do the dun-dun-dun-dun. It's like like they're back in that hallway where all the lights come on. And there's, like, all these crazy... I think, yeah, this might be it. Okay. Maybe it's I guess I'm thinking of their like the facial reactions, like when the that victim dies and it goes like dun 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 and zooms in on her, and then there we get that at the end. But what you're asking about, I'm not recalling. Kron, sorry. Yeah, there's like a cool little, you know, like the jaws, like zoom in and pull out kind of thing. I think okay. yeah, and it hits whenever she hits the or she pushes through the door. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's like right, right as there. she gets through that door. Yeah. Do oh, that. I always I always forget how they do that. Like, so they push the camera in, but they zoom out, and yeah, it creates that sort of floaty effect. I can't remember which way it goes, but yeah. It, yeah, it's like they do the two opposite directions at the same time, and it gives it like this weird pull kind of effect. Yeah, it's weird. I I've never done anything like that with a camera. Usually, I'm just set up at like the foot of a bed, so I <laughs> I don't get to, I don't get to do a lot of you know, movement stuff yet. Yeah, I'm just filming my golf swing. That's that's all I do. Yeah, and you've got that weird mask on. <laughs> no, shut you're, up, Grunt. You're yelling the margins are great. Shut the fuck up! Uh, Billy finally reaches the door, and just as she does, she slams the key in. But in this moment, she gets hit from behind as the door opens they push her. She falls over the railing and into a trash can filled with some old film canisters. 
Uh, Billy's vision goes blurry, and all of a sudden we hear Karen's voice. I want to talk to your manager. <laughs> Get it? Can you imagine mm-hmm. what that fucking dumpster full of old film reels would be worth right now? Super flammable. People would fucking nut like crazy over those. Tarantino? <laughs> nut. Yo, Scorsese? Crazy. Nut. All these crazy Russian films no one's ever seen before. Mm-hmm. It's probably all just War and Peace. That's how long that fucking that, Yeah, is. it's just War and Peace. That's all the reels for yeah. War and Peace. Actually, that's all I, like the first time they shot Oppenheimer. <laughs> it's 34 miles of IMAX film. What about the second time? 64 miles. enough film to make a atomic bomb with (laughs) (laughs) the man is he jumps in and gets on top of billy as karen's coming in uh man says hurry up she slipped go get a doctor but billy is desperately trying to tell her sister that there's something going on with this guy he's bad news karen goes after or goes when andy gets there he tells her that she needs to go get the uh an ambulance Billy sets up and Karen sees that uh, Billy has a pretty like the look of fear in her eyes. Pretty much. She can tell that there's something's ups or something is up on Billy's face. Jesus. Uh, and she goes back to her sister. Andy shows up with the groundskeeper. They call the ambulance. Billy tells Karen to call the police and points to the man and signs that he is a murderer. All right, we got a quick cut. Everybody in, is in the building. The two men are laughing with the police and explaining themselves in Russian. They explain that it was all fake, uh, what Billy saw. They were just filming a movie. Why would we film it if it was a real murder, one of them says. Uh, the police ask Billy her side of the story. She explains everything that happened to her. The two guys say they were running some tests for the movie that they were filming. Andy says, well, let's see what's shot. Uh, Karen is smart enough to know that the f- if the film is exposed, it'll be useless. So uh, they make sure that they get it to where they can watch the movie. Uh, they start digging for the film. Billy notices that one of the guys is reaching for something. Uh, and the, one of the men approaches Andy with a knife and starts stabbing him multiple times. Blood going everywhere. The police are freaking out. Uh, the men point See- at Andy. Seems like a risky play around a bunch of Russian cops. Like, I don't know if I just <laughs> fake stab somebody. This. Like, I get the logic of what they're trying to do. And I do think the film is successful in this is the next thing. If you were this situation that you would bring up, right? Like they hit all these steps, but you fucking lose me on. Cause even from like these killers, everything that they're saying is smart, right? Like, why would we film this? Why would we do this? This was the, like, they have a nice excuse for everything. Like, like you said, I, these guys are fucking trigger happy. And it's not like he stabs him once. Like he is just 18 times. uh, And he's figured out, he's figured out how to do the blood spray under his arm. Cause it's Mm -hmm. just like shooting all over the place. All right. The men point at Andy. Andy reveals that it was a fake knife. The police finally notice this. Uh, Billy notices that her blood supply from her uh, box of 
do not touch stuff is empty, almost empty. Billy shares with Karen that there's a uh, body in the elevator shaft, so they said, let's go check that out. The party heads yeah. down there to check it out. I mean, a, co- a little bit. Why not just be like, where's the lady then? Like, where where's the woman that shot this fake scene? Mm-hmm. Because if yeah. we can find her, then it would, you know, seems like that would be the logical question that never gets asked in this scene. That would be one of the first things, yeah. right? Yeah, I think like, you know, if you were a real cop, that would be what you would instantly ask. And I get that they're going to, that you're going to get to it, that they, you know, they've obviously taken the bags back, but would they be, we obviously see some intelligence from them. Why would they just dump the body down that elevator shaft where they fucking filmed the thing? Like, yeah, there's people in there throughout the week. Yeah. You got this fucking old drunk janitor and this dog. That dog's going to find that. Well, and there are probably people that just live in this building. Oh, 100%. <laughs> it's huge. Yeah. It's huge. <laughs> All right. The cops see the bags. They check it out. They find bloodstained clothes. One of the officers tastes it. Sorry. I just think I answered. Were they dropping it down the elevator shaft so they could just throw burn it in the it? boiler later? I think they could burn it, yeah. Yeah, right, I think because there's kind of like my some own thing then. Yeah. weird incinerator down there. Yeah, because they do so, find a skull in there. So instead of just carrying it, they just dump it down and then pick it up later. Okay. Uh, earlier on, they did explain that the blood is fake, so it tastes like sugar. So we get a nice little scene mm. of one of the cops wanting to taste the blood. It's kind of funny. Guzzling it. <laughs> uh, where's the body? The police ask. They can't find it. Billy signs that there was more bags. The men take the cops outside to the other bags. Well, probably Jesus, the, how big was this lady? <laughs> probably uh, the they, first time that cop ever tasted sugar, huh? Being over there and oh, right for there. sure. How many hefty bags do you think you are? Uh, I'd say you're both two. No way. Really? No. I'd say like without them I'd ripping. I'd say six. I'd say four. I said hefty, goddammit. This shit's... You could get an arm and a leg in each bag. Arm and a leg in each bag. Torso. Well, for me, waist down in one bag. (laughs) And then everything else in the fourth. I'd say three. I'd say four. Me and Dan are four. Bones, you might be... You might be like six. Jesus. I'm thinking I'd cut you guys at the elbow. Leave the leave the upper arm to the torso and cut your legs off. So I'd put forearm and hand with your legs. I'm cutting your knees. I'm splitting your legs at the knees. So I've got six pieces in one bag and then just one bag for your torso and head. I think I could get you guys in, in each in, in just two bags. Maybe if you sent us the drawings that you've already mocked up, that would help. I was going to say, we're not the problem. I'm, it's I'm the puppet that you're burying that's the problem. My camera t- 10 degrees to the whiteboard that I have behind <laughs> me. You know the anatomy of a murder uh, movie poster? It's like that. I have... You know when people take like uh, those little... Remember those little brass brads? Those like little push pins that you put in and they like flat? when you're in school and you can make like a little paper guy that like had articulating 
uh, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. They go up and down or whatever. I might not be talking. It's about like a push pin, about. but it has like two the two tabs that yeah, push she through. Goes then naked they whenever you hit it. Oh hell yeah, dude! Yeah. Oh, those pins are hot as hell. You had that pin in high school? Oh, oh dude. why didn't you show me that pin? I'm gonna take a pee break while you guys are talking about that. That's a great pin. He's really taking a pee big, folks. Was it a blonde or pin or a brunette? Do you want to just take a break, Dean? I'm, I'm almost there. <laughs> All right, go ahead. We'll All cut right. this bit. They can see the head in the bag, uh, but it turns out to be a fake one. The police say... Uh, say they can't do anything at the moment because it was all fake. Billy, Andy, and Karen, they head home and uh, they discuss what happened as they are heading home. Billy has a f- some flashbacks of the murder. Uh, back at the building, the groundskeeper locks up. Uh, he loses his dog. And of course, he goes looking for him and he notices that there's a fire in the furnace. And when he opens it, it's a human skull on fire. Looks Fuck fucking yeah. cool as hell, dude. Well, that's pretty badass looking. Uh, he falls backwards and finds his dead dog, and that guy from earlier steps up. Uh, we get a great transfer here of Andy cutting into some very raw meat as uh, the groundskeeper's almost being stabbed here. Yeah, that's a good little cut there. I little mean, transfer. Yeah. Um,. They're at a steak restaurant there because Andy fucked up dinner, of course. She doesn't know how to fucking complete Taco Tuesday, apparently. Uh, Billy signs to Karen. Uh, Karen gets mad at Andy because he won't acknowledge the sign language with Billy. Uh, Karen explains that the terror was real on the face of the girl that was killed. Uh, Back at the building, two men have a smoke and they meet with the Reaper. Uh, one of the men hand over the, a bag to him, or one of his goons. The Reaper calls over one of the guys. He asks if it went smoothly. Yes, of course. Uh, the Reaper asks again. The man says that they did the job, but the Reaper knows that the police got called. Uh, he explains that it was just a girl who thought she'd seen something that wasn't, it really wasn't true. Uh, the Reaper explained that there, uh, that, as long as there's a witness alive, they won't get paid. Uh, and he takes off. Wait, you're not you're going to leave out who the Reaper is. Who's the Reaper, guys? Fucking old Ben Kenobi, dude. Yes. Yes, it is. He's from that movie called Star Trek. Yep. Uh, or Star, episode Star four, A New Force. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was actually filmed 10 years before this movie. What? Yes. This was filmed 10 years before Star Wars? That part was filmed 10 years before Mute Witness. So, so this was filmed in 84? Mm-hmm. 85. Well, you know, when they say a movie comes out in 95, you assume that it was shot in 94? 
Did they yeah, shelve uh, what is this movie? Fucking A24, they're knocking them out. Now, <laughs> Andy Waller just said, I have an idea for this movie and you'd be perfect for this one part. And he's like, well, I'm booked up for like the next like 18 months or some shit. And he's like, can you do it tomorrow morning? Like before you leave? And he's like, yeah, I'll just do it for free as a, you know, as a whatever for you. And yeah, he used it 10 years later for this. This was actually, uh, what's his name's last appearance Credit. in a movie. Yeah. I Okay. I'll ease up a little bit because I thought, uh, this is such an absolute waste of his talent that he's actually stealing a job from somebody else that, you know, could probably use a paycheck for two days work. No, uh, he did it as a favor for Mr. Okay. Waller there. So, yeah, that's kind of cool. Well, right, be- right before he set off to kill William Freakin's career. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't gotten to that part of the book yet. Our main goon, he pulls out a piece of paper here that has uh, Billy's address on it. And, uh, gentlemen, it's time for a pee break. What? <laughs> Told you I was there. Welcome back, 5D Army. We're in the middle of Mute Witness. And if you found yourself here, uh, you should probably go back and just give us a five-star rating. That's, that's just, you should. Yeah, because you're just clicking around. Yeah. You don't care. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. testing the waters. And the waters are rough. You yep. hated the you hated the cold open, and you skipped to halfway through to see if we ever talked about the movie. His cold open is pretty good. It's pretty good. Might go on a highlight, which is out now. Season one highlights of the cold opens, hosted by Bones. Took you through there. Very nice episode. Check it out. Hey, you did, a, you did a really good job, Bones. Yeah, Bones it was great. Together. It was nice. I liked it. Easy, breezy, beautiful cover, Bones. There was uh, some construction going on while I was recording that, so a few of those interludes, that was the third recording attempt. So if you've noticed any, like, rushing, Rush. that was just like, fuck it. So, But it was a lot of fun putting that together, man. It was nice to see the growth. So I tried to keep it chronological. I don't know if you noticed that, that it kind of went, wanted to sort of see what the progression in in style was, but it was a lot of fun. So I look forward to doing another one for season two. Hell yeah. It was nice. I liked it. But only if we get fucking ratings. God damn it. (laughs) Get those ratings in there, folks. If you're on Spotify or Apple, we see you. Fucking follow. Drop us a rating. Even if it's a one, we'll take it. No, you know. five fives only in season two. Yeah. All right. You heard Sound quality one. alone, God damn it, is a three. Stuff right. your one star rating up your own ass. How about that? <laughs> up your, your you fucking eight hefty bag ass. <laughs> I won't feel that one star, you f- fat piece of shit. Oh, when I took a piss, guys, I'm definitely a fucking seven bagger. Yeah, I mean, Krona's right. Yeah. I said six. Yeah. I mean, but you know. uh, it was a penis joke. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Mute Witness. Mute Witness from 1995. Directed by Mr. Anthony Waller. Uh, we cut to Billy being dropped off uh, by Aaron. Or Aaron. 
Karen and Andy were back. Karen wants Billy to stay with her, but Billy's like, fuck that. I'm heading up to my own place. I don't want to listen to you and Andy fart all night because it was Taco Tuesday. Uh, Andy explains that he cares and is calling the U.S. Embassy because his daddy gave him a hookup in case something went wrong. Uh, we cut to the U.S. Ambassador's secretary and Detective Larson meeting with the cops that investigated what happened to Billy at the studio. Uh, he states that if Billy is right in what he or what she saw, then it might help out his own investigation where he believes that Russian gangsters are running an international uh, snuff film pornography ring and they have been that he's been tracking for quite a while. He says they're this making guy, snuff films. This guy is the best character in the movie. Like 100 percent Cron. Outside of Billy, I guess, because she's yeah. kind of the driving force, but this the amount of like back and forth they do with this guy is insane. It's a great detective. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great boost to the second half of the movie, too. Yeah. It's he's good. The character's interesting. You're like, yeah, you go through four or five, like, oh, man, with mm-hmm. him. It's fucking great. Yeah. I could watch three more movies of his cases. Dan, is, would, is this is this the scene where they ask him if he's ever seen a snuff film before? Uh, uh, yeah, it's kind of yeah. cutting back and forth, but yeah, we'll get there. Holy shit. Uh, he thinks, uh, he says he thinks they're making snuff films and selling them internationally. Larson explains what a snuff film is to the ambassador. Like the margin is very high, I'm told. <laughs> very high margin. Uh, Larson thinks the Reaper is behind this and believes Billy is in great danger. Back at Billy Place, or back at Billy's place, she's uh, preparing for a hot bath. But the phone rings. She hooks up her computer, but no answer. So she has. Hey, this is Billy. <laughs> She has a computer that helps her talk on the phone. It's a computer <laughs> AI sh- voice, I guess. should not laugh at it, but it is mid-90s speak and spell uh, technology. It is. This is well, Billy Hughes. <laughs> Kron is doing a fantastic job <laughs> of imitating it. I, I, I refused to. I was like, this is, I can't, right? Like. You want when I to. Wa- when I watched this, I was like, uh, we're going to have a lot of fun with that. <laughs> uh, we got a peeping Tom here with some binoculars watching uh, Billy from another building. Uh, she notices this and closes her curtains. I can't get work as a cameraman, so he just... <laughs> Back, is, if he's if working his win- way. If the window is open... It's open. Are you in the wrong? No. Mm, a little. You have binoculars, so yeah. Yeah. If you yeah, have you're binoculars, you're kind of If you're wrong. just glancing out like without binoculars, okay. yeah, you're you're fine. But after the fifth time, are you like I'm buying fucking binoculars. Like they're constantly open. Yeah, so that's a no. That's a okay. no on the binoculars. Okay. All right. I Hey, you can look with your own eyes. <laughs> Whatever vision God has blessed you with, you that's can what you record. Get to use. I I think that's a fantastic rule, Kron. 
You can't record and you can't use anything that will magnify your view. No optical enhancement. Yes. Yes. But other than that, yes. It's open season, boys. (laughs) It's open curtain season, baby. Uh, Back with Larson and the ambassador here. Larson tells them the terrible story about a girl being tied to a tree and just hacked up. And that was the snuff film that he said. That's what? The guy. That's not a snuff film, dude. (laughs) He just says, have you ever seen a snuff film? You could have just said yes, rather than like. I saw a lady tied to a tree and all of her limbs were cut off. Isn't that what Marv does to Elijah Wood in Sin City? Oh, I was thinking fucking <laughs> Home Alone. Home Alone. <laughs> what version of Home Alone did you watch? Jesus, this is a snuff film version. <laughs> Director's cut. Fucking Home Alone snuff, 4, Marv's snuff Revenge. Snuff cut. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Then they show the video of what they filmed from that night at the studio, uh, which is the footage from earlier in the movie. We got that. Uh, We cut to Andy on the phone with the ambassador. Karen asks what's going on. The ambassador says it's the biggest piece of shit he's ever seen, but no (laughs) snuff film. So it was just what they shot. Uh, We cut to Billy in the bathtub cleaning off uh, a terrible day. She, uh, She emerges or... She surrounds herself with the water. She kind of goes under, and like Bones was hinting at earlier, there's a lot of music that's going on here and some flashbacks of the murder. Uh, We get a lot of cuts with the dripping of the water at the faucet. We get kind of a jump scare here with the dead woman uh, in her window up above on the ceiling. I thought this is as the phone rings. The set deck on the apartment looked really good. Like it looked lived in. It looked like an old – it reminded me of – my first apartment in St. Louis, which was like, you know, built in the thirties, like the, the tile, nothing ever really looks clean. You know, the, the purple faucet was really interesting. Um, that was pretty cool, but just the layout of the apartment looked really, it, it looked lived in. It was a, it was a nice vibe, you know? Thank you. You're, I agree. You're welcome. I agree. Okay. <laughs> I agree. I think it looks I think it looks good. It's a pretty sweet bathtub. Buns, have you started baths again? No. I okay. am considering getting a cold plunge now that I have oh! finished my patio. So can't wait for you guys to see it. I don't know. Did I send pictures? No. You did no. not. Okay. So how are you gonna keep am- it cold? I think maybe your significant other put up a picture. Okay. Of the they, patio, right? Yeah, yeah. There's yeah, still okay. more work to be done, but um I right now the next thing is do I go for a black stone or a smokeless fire pit? Dude, I got a thirty six inch black stone upstairs. I haven't even seasoned it or turned it on yet. Okay. It's well, been I'll, like I'll, a month. I'll stop by and pick it up then. Hey, you shouldn't use I it in your living is. room, Dan. <laughs> It's an outside fucking... It's called convenience, Karan. Jeez. Back up, uh, kids. Karan, your question. They they make some now where you are... They have uh, pumps. So they're sort of insulated. Okay. And they... So you can kind of recycle the water. Some of them you can... Uh, you can shock the water and stuff if you need to to ki- sort of keep it clean. But because it's sort of growing as a... 
as a trend, there's a lot of companies that are putting stuff out. So I was just going to, seems like a good idea until you're one week in and you're, you know, 6 a.m. buying 30 more bags of ice. Like, yeah. Now, I have seen a lot of people where they're taking uh, old deep freezes and sort of tweaking them to be able to kill themselves. To, yeah. <laughs> hey, we do get a an elect uh, electrocution coming up. coming up. So, mm-hmm. but we'll see. I just I would really need a. I am a big person, uh, listener. If uh, the seven hefty seven bags, um, so. I don't know. I need a fucking horse trough. And I don't know if my house, my 1904 house can produce enough power to fucking pump out. I think you guys should get Blackstones and we can be like Blackstone dudes and we can throw DK in on like a discord. Yeah, he's he was he's very uh, pro his Blackstone. And yeah, just fucking do be Blackstone bros. I can't wait, man. I got it. my old TV sitting in my basement with a Roku. I'm just waiting to take it out there, set it up. Fuck yeah. Watch some Tubi. I've been, I've been seriously considering an outside projector setup. So. All right. Uh, same. My thought is let me use the TV maybe through the fall and see if I actually use it. Before I, I drop all that money. You have a projector, right? Do you still have that projector that you had? No, I had one, but the bulb is really expensive. So Yeah. But I got that on a, a sneaky link from someone. Oh, okay. So. Karen is on the line to check in with Billy. Billy says she's fine. Karen informs Billy that they reviewed the film and it was all fake. As this happen as this is happening, Billy's doorbell rings. Karen hears this. Uh, Billy says, "Hold on, the doorbell is ringing." She goes and checks it out. No one's there. She uh, locks the chain and uh, opens the door to see who it is. A man appears. This is the guy from earlier who tried to kill her at the studio, and he says he wants to talk. Billy's very frightened. She tries to close the door. Or she she does, but he gets his foot in, I believe. Then he pulls out fucking bolt cutters. This this is the taller, more yeah, like, more attractive looking guy, right? Not the white creepy, white makeup creepy guy. Whatever floats your boat, dude. I mean, whoever you think is the most attractive, yeah. God damn it. I'm talking in the language of the film. Yo. He's not my know. type. He's not my type. Honestly, to me, he is. No. To me, both of these snuff film creators are ugly people. (laughs) (laughs) They're both goons. Yes. But hey, if you find one of them attractive and. Beauty is only snuff deep, dude. Okay? (laughs) If only there were three, we could do fuck, marry, kill with these guys, but there's only two. Well, one of them fucks and kills. (laughs) Fuck both of them. He uh, pulls the bolt cutters out, but fails to get in, in the door before he can cut the chain. Billy manages to get the door closed, but then we hear what sounds like a chainsaw being uh, yeah. turned on. I think maybe that's part of the joke, but it's just actually a pretty 
big ass drill and dude starts working on the door to get through. Uh, Karen can hear all this going on. So she knows what's up. She says she's heading over to Billy's place. Billy tries to call the police, but she's not fast enough. Uh, her computer starts to fuck up. Uh, so she runs into the kitchen, grabs a knife. Uh, she tries again with the computer, but still fucked up. Uh, she does connect to the emergency service. I don't know what it is in Russia. One, one but, night. Cron? <laughs> it's like a weird backwards R and then a <laughs> something that looks like a pie symbol. I don't know. <laughs> Fucking language makes no sense. All right. Uh, I don't. I don't know if it's so much the computer is fucking up. Is like one she's, she's typing. Ta- well, she's like talking through a weird computer that's probably hard to understand in the first place. And the lady on the other end is like Russian, so mm-hmm. definitely a language barrier. Mm-hmm. Uh, as the man continues to make his way through the lock, Billy tries to get the attention of the peeping Tom from earlier by uh, flashing him. But that's a no-go as well. Oh, so yeah. now. Now she wants the attention. I think yes. he's he's like, I don't want to look at him like that. Like, he's like <laughs> no. It's just not the same. You ruined it. You're, you're breaking the fourth wall right now. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to look, but yeah, nah, this isn't cool. You're offending me. <laughs> Who do you think uh, I am? <laughs> There's a fucking subtlety to this. and <laughs> Gotta stop. Holy you're, shit. First episode of season one. You're bastardizing the art form. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't go up the phone pole and pretend that I was soldering some wires together for nothing. Okay. Is that the a man, body double reference? That is a body double reference, Kron. <laughs> the man busts in. He rips the phone line out as Billy's talking. Uh, Billy tries to fight back with the knife. Uh, he gets her cornered. The old man. We get an old man downstairs with all the noise going on. He's he's fucking freaking out. He starts hitting the broom on the they, ceiling. They fucking love this B plot. That was kind of funny. Oh, yeah, I, I do too. But And uh, it was interesting because when they they show the bolt being drilled out, my thought was, nobody's going to hear that? It's like super late at night. Nobody's going to complain about that? It sounded like a fucking chainsaw so to me. Them them having a, you know, a neighbor react is 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 good. I told the story on here, right, of waking up at 2 a.m. It's and, 2 a.m. and I'm a speeder. And that guy was beating on my neighbor's door with like a little statue. I think I've yeah, told I that story before. Yeah. Fucking scared the shit out of us. Lover's quarrel. It's never uh, It's never good. It's one plus one equals two. Next door. <laughs> hey, hey. I fucked her last week. <laughs> don't say that billy makes a dash for the kitchen all while throwing fucking anything she can find at this guy including a few knives which she almost she almost connects um 
he just breaks through a wall at one point to try to grab her. He does get her foot, but he misses. She hits him with a, I think it's a vase. Is it a vase? Anything's Anybody? a vase. Okay. Well, that's one right? for season two. If it has a hole, two. it's a vase. Chalk it up. Vase for season two already. Wow. Uh, just then, you know, the other camera guy shows up. They show some Russian the dolls. The unattractive one. And I thought they were going to do a joke where she threw like each size of the Russian doll. Oh, that would have been good. That would have been nice. Yeah. Just a little one hits him, and he's like, oh, what does that matter? It weighs an ounce. Well, which one would hurt more? The the larger one? Like, it's more surface area to make contact, but the smaller yeah, one probably has more velocity, right? That's true. Yeah, the big one's hollow, so... You got to just chuck the whole thing at once. That's the way to go. Open it spreads like a fucking. But she, but she has to put them all back together to do the one. It's going to be, it'll be a weapon in the next soul caliber game or something. (sighs) You're showing our age. Billy locks herself in the bathroom. To be fair, they're on like soul caliber 12. I couldn't even tell you. I'm trying to go through my mind to figure out the last time I played a video game on the PS5, and it's been a long time. You poor man. And now I'm ashamed of myself. You got a Blackstone you haven't used? <laughs> I got a PS5. PS5 you haven't played? Jesus. What's wrong? And you're sitting here talking about Mute Witness. <laughs> For who? I'm doing what God told me to do. We got more than four friends. What's up, Brantley, George, Nick, uh, Greg, Chris? You better name them all or they're going to be offended. Ah, fuck. Uh, Check out uh, Mount Molehill's new episode. It's really fucking good. I enjoyed it. Um, All right. Billy locks herself into the bathroom and tries to find something to defend herself with, but the two goons start breaking down the door. Uh, She can see that one of the guys, through one of the holes, she can see that he's about to ram through the door with his body, and just as he's about to hit the door, she opens the door. Fucking awesome. It's great. She's a smart lady, man. What was she looking for in the medicine cabinet, though? I don't know. I was thinking, at least she's looking... More than what Kurt Russell did in Breakdown in that fucking ba- bank bathroom. Hey, he walked out with like half a plunger, right? Didn't he? Yeah, he had get a, a plunger little- stick, dude. <laughs> I don't know why that scene is stuck in my craw. Like, like there's so much more we could have done with that. It's break. Listen to Breakdown. It's on season one. We did it already. I'm over it, dude. I'm yeah, over it season too. one. Fresh start. Fuck, fuck season one. Uh, just as he's about to slam the door, Billy opens the door and he smashes his face into the bathroom wall, into the bathtub. She attacks and throws a hairdryer that's turned on into the bathtub. And what does that do, folks? Electrocution. Super cool. Like 90s effect. Oh, yeah. Electricity running all over his body. That looked like the Ride the Lightning cover, which came out. Uh, know what Bond movie Bond does that in? Um, Live and t- Let Fry. 
to kill a mockingbird. One point, Kron. Damn it. That's pretty good, though, Kron. I'll give it to you. Electrocution happens. This guy dies. Billy runs out of the bathroom, but of course the other goon catches him and demands to know where the disc is. Disc. Disket. Excuse me. Skit. I don't know why Billy we need to uh, gender qualify uh, computer discs, but it's a diskette. <laughs> diskette. Sorry. Billy writes out uh, what disc, and then she stabs the dude with the pencil. And as this happens, the goon gets knocked out from behind. Larson shows up and tells Billy that he's a police officer and that she must get out of the house. He knocked him out with the bolt cutters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking brutal. Fuck yeah, dude. Get out of the house and he'll explain everything in the car. They run out of the apartment, hit the elevator, and Larson knows that more men are on the way. We are in great danger. They get out of the elevator, hit the stairs, and manage to miss the men that are coming up the elevator and get to the car. But somebody in another car notices as they take off and starts to follow. But it's uh, not other men in the elevator. Yeah, it's the sister and her yep. boyfriend. It's Andy and Karen in the elevator. Billy gets dressed and thanks Larson with the smooch. And Larson states, it's not over yet. Andy and Karen show up at Billy's place because they were in the elevator. It's thrashed. I, Andy I, I thought the little smooch was a little sweet. You know, it's a little uncomfortable because they they show her sort of changing. And I guess they do it to acknowledge because like Larson or whatever his name is like, he's like, he can't help but kind of, you know, shit, this chick's just fucking changing in front of me. But considering what she's been through, but I thought the, the little smooch was like a nice little, you know. Touch? Yeah. Because I think it it adds to her sensitivity and innocence as a character, you know, like her gratefulness. And, you know, so often we see just, uh, in a lot of these roles, the, the chick just becomes like a hardened badass by this point and doesn't trust anybody. And I think it, it's, it is refreshing to see that she's got a gun and shit. I don't think she doesn't ever have a gun. That's, and I think that's great. Yeah. It's, it's more in line with the character. Her character, her character stays throughout. She does have growth and she has an arc, but you know, it's, it's, it's great when you can watch a, a five day rentals movie and you're like, wow, they fucking nailed character. That's cool. That's, it's always a 50, 50 chance. It's almost like that's what like movies eh, maybe not like, are about, right? Like the most important thing of like a movie is like, you know, like connecting to the characters and shit, you know, like fucking greasy strangler, you know, or <laughs> That's season one. I'm sorry. I'm over it. I thought Alex Jones was here for a second. No, he's he, no, 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 no. <laughs> Pete Kidman was enough for today, guys. <laughs> and he calls the police, but as he's making the phone call, the goon from earlier tries to kill Andy. Uh, Karen notices the dead man in the bathroom and just freaks out. They lock themselves, and I guess it's another room. And are arguing with each other. It's kind of comical. Uh, the police bust in and 
look at the goon. He's sitting down in the chair. He kind of points to the bedroom that they're in. And out of nowhere, it was one of the cops that shoots him in the face. Wait, Dang. what? What? Whoa, dude. The cops are in on it too, dudes. Uh, back to Billy and Larson. He explains that the girl that was murdered that night has a boyfriend who stole a diskette with a ton of info to blackmail the Reaper. But he thinks Billy has it. We cut to Andy and Karen being held up by the cops. Andy says that they don't have the diskette. They don't know what just. Uh, they don't know what they're talking about. The cops make a call on the radio. We cut back to Larson explaining the girl had it on her in the studio, and when she was murdered, the disc went missing. He tells Billy to think really hard if she saw the disc at the studio whenever she passed through. Uh, she goes through her mind, and she does remember the purse falling and remembers a disc sliding under a little table. Uh, she remembers, but Larson gets a radio call as Billy is going to write it down. Larson answers back, and Billis, Billy notices they pass the police station. Uh, Larson says he works undercover, and that the Reaper thinks Larson works for him, but to trust him. This freaks Billy out. Uh, she doesn't like this info, and she grabs the will. It's like the vehicle. The first of 15 turns this guy's character is going to make. Yeah. Said steering wheel. It's going all over the place. Billy gets the upper hand, though, and handcuffs Larson to the steering wheel. He says they will kill you as Billy makes the exit from the vehicle. Larson radios to the car that was following them what had happened. Billy takes to the streets. Billy on the streets, but notices a shadow from uh, a Nicole side Kidman. Street. Did she peak in the nineties? For a dollar, did she peak in the nineties? I don't know. Uh, a Nicole Kidman? Any Nicole Kidman? Nicole Kidman, dead or alive? Go. Fine. Fuck you too, bitch. <laughs> Billy notices my, uh my fucking favorite are like the old New York ladies who just want nothing to fucking do with it. Huh? Huh? <laughs> Never mind. Never mind, you old bat. For the record, I don't like the premise of that because I would lock up too. I would be fucking agitated. Yeah. If it's someone like, puts a camera and a microphone in front of your face out of nowhere, it is alarming. Like I would watch it and my wife she couldn't stand it. She, I just can't do this show. I'm like, it's pretty fucking funny. <laughs> I mean, our Billy here wouldn't have much to say, though. I told you we're not doing it anymore. <laughs> I said yes today. This is Billy Hughes. <laughs> For one dollar. <laughs> Nicole Kidman. Hot or not. Billy notices a shadow and heads to the other side of the street from one of the side streets. Just then a man comes out of the alley with a gun. Larson sees this and cuts him off with a car and yells for Billy to get in. Uh, they take off as another car speeds after them. 
Larson asks where the diskette is, and Billy says it's at the studio, and they head that way. Back with Andy and Karen, the police get the radio call to kill them. They zip tie Andy and Karen. As this goes on, Karen puts together that these ain't cops. She pulls the rug out from under one of them, and this ends up Jesus uh, once, hol- once holding Andy at gunpoint. And as she pulls the rug, this causes the other cop to shoot the other one in the face. That's fucking <laughs> the man- awesome. Yeah. <laughs> the man downstairs comes up to check out what's going on, and he just finds a complete bloody mess. I mean, uh, Karen needs her own spinoff movie of just <laughs> wreaking havoc on Russian fucking double agents. My goddamn Mr. Magoo. Oh, yeah. I hope she breaks up with Andy and teams up with what's his name or is it larson yeah is that the russian cop's name yeah yeah uh the radio goes off and andy answers it with duh <laughs> karen's like talk to him he's like da da the man on the da, radio says da, something da. but they do get the word studio da, da, da. out of what he the says Volkswagen commercial yeah you sent it to us Oh, we've talked about that before. Fuck, that's a season one thing. Fuck. Yeah, that's a season one thing. Shit. Fucking love that commercial, dude. They do figure out that uh, one of the the Russians on the walkie-talkie says studio, so they head over to the studio. Back with Billy and Larson, they show up at the studio as well. Billy uncuffs Larson from the steering wheel. They head in as more goons show up as well. They get inside, they lock the door, Andy and Karen smash through the red square to uh, get to the studio. A shit ton of goons surround the whole studio, like a fucking shit ton. Don't they keep uh, like, referencing that it's the red square? I feel like they yeah. were like really happy they got to film there or something. Yeah. I don't Maybe they weren't supposed to or something. I don't know. It seemed like a 20-minute stolen shot because mm-hmm. they're, they're quite a bit away from is that yeah. the kremlin in the background yeah so i think so yeah it eventually blow up mission impossible mm-hmm. uh karen and andy show up as this is going on they sneak well, around all the goons I, I think the next year simon templar brings uh cold fusion to red square Ooh. in the saint I figured The Saint would be a movie we covered on Five Day Rentals. Maybe. Fucking, that's a five star banger, though. Could fit into that cat and mouse category. Crown's like, fuck, that's my fucking pick. I'm getting out of Russia, though. Uh, they sneak towards the studio. Billy and Larson try to find the diskette, but one of other goon has already snuck in. And as soon as they find it under this little table, the goon grabs Billy from behind and tosses a disc to Larson. You helped us a lot, Billy. Thank you. What? The goon tells Larson that the Reaper wants Larson to kill Billy. He throws him the gun. But Larson smashes the goon in the face with the gun. What? Wow. Good to bad to good to bad to good again. (laughs) Where are where will we end up? Uh, back outside, 
Andy distracts one of the guards to get into the building and Karen trips him and they go into the studio. We see the Reaper. He shows up to the studio. Andy and Karen run to find Billy. The Reaper waits for the diskette and asks for Billy. As Larson is bringing Billy out, Andy opens fire on Larson, but sucks ass at shooting, so he misses. Karen starts uh, fighting with Larson. I feel like, is this the part two where he's like, because he's got the gun and he's like, I can't figure out the safety, but it's like, I'm pretty sure it's a revolver that he has, which I don't think those have safeties normally. So yeah, he keeps like opening it too. Mm -hmm. What the fuck? He's just trying to get a game of Russian roulette going. (laughs) When in Rome, you know? Uh, Forgive me, I'm a gun idiot, but could it be a single action revolver and he hasn't cocked it back and that's the problem? Like, it's not a dual action? He sounds like you're a gun guy. You know what I mean? Well, I think on a dual action, though, because you can pull the hammer back, right, and then shoot. But on a single action, you would just have a really long pull. And that, like, is the safety that the trigger is, like, so hard. Okay. Because, yeah, if you you cock back, you are – you're basically quickening how fast your shot's going to be. Yeah. You're, like, doing 90% of the trigger's job, essentially. That's why it's, like, so fucking amped in a movie when they do that. Because you're like, shit, he's 90% of the way there. Yeah. He's he's gonna do it. It's a hair trigger now, dude. Fuck, dude. Edge of my fucking seat. Edging. Edging on the side of my edge. That's that's the only way I can. Every time five different else comes on, I'm edging, dude. Karen starts fighting with Larson, and Billy manages to run outside. But right in the middle of all the goons, the Reaper tells Larson to kill her, and he shoots her in the back multiple times. Blood sprays everywhere. Billy falls to the ground. Larson holds up the diskette to the Reaper, and he clears out, shakes his head, and clears out. Karen is destroyed. Larson tries to explain to Karen, but Karen goes full-on rager here and starts beating the shit out of him. Larson tells Andy to shoot him. Or beating the shit out of Larson. And tells Andy to shoot Larson. Karen does. And she goes to Billy... But as Karen runs up, Billy gets up and exposes all the blood packets. What? Andy tough, talks, Andy tough talks Larson and fires a few shots at Larson, but it doesn't hurt him. They're blanks. Andy sees that Billy is alive and Larson explains that he's a cop. Oh, Billy, is that what? It, they were blanks? I thought he was like fucking strong as hell. <laughs> Just eating bullets. Billy thanks him and says they should have dinner sometime. Larson questions why the Reaper wouldn't have taken the disc from him. And all of a sudden, Billy is shot again and blood flies everywhere through the air. But it was just Andy hitting the button on the remote. She's fine. It's a good play. Also, I love that Larson has spoken pretty good English. uh, But they still want to throw in the uh, how do you say... Like when she says, come to dinner, and he's like, how do you say that would be very lovely? Like, it's. <laughs> we did, I sort of ignored it at the time, but the fucking. Uh, the diplomat that meets with Larson, his little. Uh, 
you speak English pretty well. Like, he's got this. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like the one other American guy that they found to play the character. That cracked me up. He had a sort of Mitch McConnell draw to him. <laughs> Although he didn't freeze up in the middle of the sentence. They had to take him away. I, and apparently like, he's fallen multiple times over the last few weeks. So his fucking brain dead. Did you see Nick's video? He made like the fucking dog. Yeah, it's pretty good. Shout out Nick. Uh, I, Lars- I think we need to fucking nominate a 35, 36 year old woman, average height, average, average strength. And her job is huge breasts. <laughs> Thirty-six, I think forty-two. I'm not gonna uh, put that qualifier on it. That's if, how you if open that's happened, this. That's great. Episode. Let me let me get to where I'm going. <laughs> In this woman's job, if she can beat the shit out of a senator or a congressperson or the president. That person is disqualified from being in office. Like you, there needs to, we need to bring back some tribal integrity of like, you got to have some virility, right? Maybe 30, I'm saying 35 is probably way wrong. 55, right? Sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like what's, what's the average age? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It seems like at some point we could just stop electing 80 plus. (laughs) Yes. I think there needs to be like a basic cognitive test, you know, yes. that's done with some sort of computer that is like basic speed. Like, Hi, do- I'm Billy Hughes, and I will <laughs> be testing you. It's just like make an Excel. Yeah. I don't know how to oh, do that. Uh, no, you're just, out. Just open your email right now. Can you? Do you know how to do that? Do you know how to? Yeah. Do you know how to Can sign you- in? Send me an email from your phone. There. Mm-hmm. Send me an email from your phone. Uh, change a tire. Uh, pay a bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, know what the price of milk is. And then uh, here's a random celebrity. Can you tell me who this is? This is The Rock. You did not know that. You were not qualified. This is This is important. <laughs> Right? This is the shit that uh, the American people care about. No, that's not Richard Pryor. It's Kevin Hart. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I know this. Last year, it was Richard Pryor. No, you, sir. That was 30 years change, ago. You can't be changing rules every year. Oh, I know this one. That's Pete Kidman. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's, trick. If you know Pete Kidman, you're fucking out. Fucking perv. That's Pete Rose. You go to Comet Pizza if you know who fucking Pete Kidman is. Larson throws the other goon that snuck in in the back of a car, and he says bye to Billy. But Billy notices that the man in the car is acting very frantic. And then she puts it together and warns Larson to get the fuck out of the car. As the car rolls in, uh, Larson jumps out rolls just onto the street just in the nick of time and the car explodes but Larson's okay 
He gets up and smiles. Looks like they might have got the stuntman a little on that uh, one. I mean, yeah. They, end credits. I think there was a little too much gas on his leather jacket, Kron. Mm-hmm. 100%. Uh, what a fucking awesome tag at the end of this movie. Hell yeah. yeah. I liked it. Just one more, like, get him. Get him mm-hmm. while I can. On top of the oh, the God. other squib going off that Andy triggers. Yeah, so it's I feel double, like baby. after the squib, Larson switches like twice again. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, damn, it was like two minutes. Mute witness, and, man. End credits, mute. Mute Mute Witness, 1995, directed by Anthony Waller. Upon further research, gentlemen, this was released September 15th of 1995. That week at the box office also included Hackers, Clockers, a Spike Lee joint, and the man himself who finally got exonerated. The usual suspects opened. Congratulations, Mr. Kevin Spacey. You're back, baby. Uh, that the next week would also see Kevin Spacey and what would open up that week. The next week, get this next week, gentlemen, seven showgirls and Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the next generation, a season one pick for five day rentals. Wow. I don't know which one what a week. To, to get kicked out of AMC with first. You okay. could have seen mute witness, the usual suspects, seven and showgirls. In two-week period? Oh, my God. Boner. Okay. It's that weekend of seven showgirls, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Next Generation. Right? You get to go to the movies Friday, Saturday, Sunday. What's your order? Seven showgirls, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and Next you're, Generation. You're going to end on the downer? Ah, fuck. I don't know that, though. I haven't seen them. I'm going to go. I've uh, just seen previous. Good call. Good call. You have not seen them. Oof. I'm going to go seven showgirls I mean, and then showgirls again. <laughs> I, I'd probably go showgirls first because I've seen that fucking rated R trailer. Uh, NC-17, baby. Hell yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a tough. I mean, Texas Chainsaw is definitely less. At the time of my age, I would probably honestly... I would, do Tex- girls. I would do Texas Chainsaw because of just my age at that time, probably. Yeah. And Showgirls, I'd be like, I want to go, but they won't let me in. See, I thought I had it because I thought, well, Texas Chainsaw on Friday with that crowd, right? Horror movie crowd. Packed. Yeah. And then you'd be like, oh, this sucks. What a bummer. You would think Showgirls on Saturday, a little horny, right? Yeah. Set the set the mood when you get home. Saturday, I could stay up late. But fucking seven on a Sunday. Whew. Seven deadly sins. Ruined you think, oh, this week. is biblical. But yeah, you were fucked. You're not doing anything the rest of the week. So mm-hmm. I I think you do TNG seven showgirls. I think that's mm-hmm. my order. Gentlemen, this had an estimated budget of two million dollars. A box office of just over $1.1 million. Uh, Mr. Waller wanted it set originally in Chicago, but Russia was a cheaper option. Uh, his equipment was flown in from 
the United States to Russia and was held at customs until they paid up. And supposedly the Russian mob was paid off for a smooth production. Now, Anthony Waller directed a very nice movie here. Uh, first time written and directed for Mute Witness. Did anybody look up what else Anthony Waller has directed? I did not. I did, and it was like a bunch of... Oh, American Werewolf in Paris was okay. the one that I yes saw. So studio involvement with American Werewolf in Paris. Uh, they pretty much blame that for kind of ruining Mr. Waller there. He was kind of chosen after the fact, and the studio changed a shit ton of... Uh, a lot of the two writers that were hired to do American Werewolf in Paris. So, yeah, not much after that. Kind of a bummer. I mean, yeah. he clearly had some talent after watching this thing, and then to kind of get buried sucks. Yeah. Uh, has anybody seen American Werewolf in Paris? I believe i snuck in because i think we were like Ooh. what 13 14 maybe when that came out i remember this is a, a american world from paris is a banger of a fucking soundtrack i will say that what year did that come out cron you got that pulled is that 99 uh, 90 97 97 yeah i think i think we went for something else and then snuck into that and it was like, you know, rowdy middle schoolers, so we really weren't paying attention. But was that because uh, that's dude from that thing you do and the other guy that, from uh, Scott Everett or Tom Everett Scott and Mark Dead, Paul Gossler? Dead Man on Campus, he did. Yeah. Which is actually a pretty... I mean, I haven't seen it in a long time, but I always think about that movie, and I'm like, I've never seen it anywhere. Dan, is it time for us to confirm your rate my letterbox? Uh, gentlemen, yes, that's all I got for research. Not much there. Uh, Arrow will be releasing Mute Witness eventually on Blu-ray, and Shudder will be streaming it soon. So that's all we got. It is as Penny Smasher informed me, it is on YouTube. So uh, we might include a link on the uh, episode description for you there. But yes, gentlemen, rate my letterbox, please. Rate my box. I think we both it, said 3.5. Yeah, this will be interesting. It's the first time 5. I've done it. So we've locked in at a 3.5. Dan, would you like to take a crack at guessing Crown uh, and myself's? score uh yes i will say at the time of our review for mute witness from 1995 directed by anthony waller the letterbox user rating is setting at a 3.5 uh my guess doesn't count but i'm gonna say corona four bones 3.5 i would also give bones a 3.5 cron i'm gonna give you a 3.5 Uh, I'll tell you right now, I am a 3.5. You both got it dead on. Um, I think the middle dipped a little for me as soon as you get those cops and they're, they're back 
they're back in the film studio while it all made logical sense i felt like it kind of it it dragged um but on my first viewing when you got to the end i was like this thing is picking up and uh i was riding around a three and i loved that ending so much i was like i'm gonna bump this thing gets a a 0.5 just for the ending i thought it was really smart it plays into the film production studio trick which you knew something was going to come uh the extra uh squib trigger got me and the car explosion was a cool little button it just sort of tied the bow on why would he leave this disc and it was exciting and explosive i think you see the two million dollars on screen um there's some really interesting shots and suspense um uh I said it half as a joke, but I think the character work here is is pretty good. The performance is a little iffy. Andy's verging on annoying, but I think he's playing it up. And this is a it was a hard tone shift to manage the the comedy and terror. And I think it it rode the line. I'm with the people. Three point five. All right, guys. Uh, mute witness. Um I honestly think I would be a four on this movie. Wow. Uh, I had a really good time with this. Um, I do. I mean, I think the thing that the movie kind of has to get over is like your first third is the strongest part of the film by far. It's like it's hard kind of once you like roll off that crescendo to ever get back up to that momentum. Um, and I don't know if the movie ever does, but after you kind of get through uh the middle chunk, you know, um, I do feel like the third act picks up and it just goes into a completely different direction of like, all right, we're just going to throw every twist and every turn into this movie that we can from here on out. Um, yeah, I think like if you looked at this script on paper, eventually someone would say like, should we really have this guy flip flop again? Like, you know, (laughs) eight times into the movie. And I feel like the only answer is like, yeah, we should, because it's fun. Like this movie just kind of ends at like, we're, we're doing all this because it's fun to do this shit in a movie. Like we're having a good time here. Um, so yeah, I think I was kind of between 3.5 and four, but I don't know, man, this thing's just such like a love letter to De Palma in a way that it's hard for me not to give it a little bit of an extra bump. And I, I feel like a lot of those people that kind of tried to, ape De Palma style like a lot of those movies just end up being shit and this one is actually fun and good and is kind of like I mean I know it's getting that you know I don't know 4k restoration or whatever it is but uh like even now I would say this is a really underseen like good solid movie from the 90s so 4.0 Uh, gentlemen, yeah, Kron, I'm going to echo you. I my thought was a lot of people try to redo De Palma, and it doesn't really work. But I think I think this works. Uh, I I really don't think it dips down in the middle there. I really like the the bathtub apartment thing. I think it's another smart decisions on billy's part i think billy does a wonderful wonderful performance here uh just her actions her facial expressions everything um i think the soundtrack works really good the 
the intensifying of the of, of the sound and all that shit whenever we're she's got the key to the door and all that um andy and karen i think is a good kind of comical relief easy breezy there i'd agree with bones i think andy does is a little bit of annoying but uh I don't know, man. I think this works on all levels. I think to start out season two, I'm going with a four, guys. Damn. Yeah. I just, I I liked it. I mean, this is third. I think I've had three watches in on this. And I think, yeah, just when I watched it the last time uh, yesterday, it just, it felt like fucking a 45 minute breeze man but it's good all right guys with that being said um you witness would end up at number 21 on the big list upper echelon territory no doubt um yeah it is currently right below thunderbolt and lightfoot at number 20 and right above prey at 22 okay is that like a 3.8 3.7. So. Oh, yeah. The average ends up being a 3.833 from the three of us. Right on. And Kron, you and I both tied for Rate My Letter Box with a 0.5. Hell yeah, gentlemen. Mute Witness. Season two. Cat and Mouse. A nice start, dude. Mm-hmm. Solid. Oh, thank you. There's a beer can opening. Celebratory drink. Well, should we take this time to say uh, thank you to anybody who was patient with our break? Uh, hopefully, you know, we've we've gotten a lot of feedback that people were still catching up with set, uh, season one, hitting up the backlog. That makes me feel good that when people come to the show you know, mid season and want to go back and, uh, and, and take the ride. Uh, I would hope that that we're better than when we started, but, uh, uh, it's, it's great to be back in the saddle with my two buddies. Uh, I love doing this. I can't wait to, to see what season two brings a big thank you to, uh, Andrew Barr for our new season two art. Uh, for our great friend DK for our new season two music. Uh, and I'll kick it over to Dan. You are now our official get us out of the show guy. Folks, as always, rate and review the show. It helps us out. It helps us to bring the show to more people. Please follow us on Instagram. There's all sorts of fun to have there. Uh, I think Twitter's kind of... I'm there now. Bones of 5DR is on Instagram. Check them out. Send them uh, all the Jim Ross videos you can find. I love oh, yeah. Jim Ross videos. I've, uh, my algorithm is I'm fine-tuning it. Right on. Uh, you can follow us on Letterboxd. Please do that. That will have all the uh, movies that we covered along with the five-star banger list, the top 25, which needs to be updated, by the way, with the... Uh, the craziness that the horror draft boys did on the last rewind. And um, we also have a list called Sylvester Stallone's play girl, play girl uh, movies that feature his play girl. So far we've only found two, but if you know more, 
please let us know. So follow us on Letterboxd. And of course, if you really want to fuck with us and you want us to fuck with you, join that Discord. That's where it's at. Uh, there's all sorts of our podcast pals on there that you'll recognize and know. And uh, join along in on all the stupid Long John Silver conversations that are occurring. Fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck that guy. Or Taco Bell. Yeah, John Taco Bell fuck for Fuck that life. guy, too. No, he's cool. Dan, I just thought of something. Yeah, what's up? We can't crash and burn, right? Crash and burn was season one. Yeah. What's going to define season two? Like, what, what, I mean, it can't just, it seems cheap to just pull it from Mute Witness and carry it through. Like, what are we, what are we going to do? I mean, really, we didn't find our crash and burn until a good, yeah, it was, it was three a, categories well, in. Yeah, before Crown brought Robot Jocks. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to get there naturally. So, you know what I'll say? It's allowed if the curtains are open. <laughs> For now. That's just a working one. I'm just brainstorming. I guess I'll just say uh, the Zodiac is out there and he's easier to find than you think. I'm just going to say Pete Kidman. We got a category for you. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to the Five Day Rentals Podcast. This is the after shower segment where we're going to learn what the next film is in this great season two kickoff of cat and mouse. Thanks, Dan. You're welcome. You're fucking welcome. Guys, I'm shut just the gonna... fuck up. Crunch. Shut the fuck up. The people are still sleeping. I'm pissing right now. <laughs> me too. So piss or talk. One of the two. Okay. Me and Dan are both pissing. It'd be great if you could piss too. Wait a minute. Is this this piss that you put in this humidifier? I pissed, I pissed before you pissed. No. We're both are pissing. We, you pissed him. Are we breathing I'm a piss? Racer. Yes, we're, breathing we're, piss. we're all pissing into the humidifier. Oh my god! You guys need to drink more water. I have a kidney stone, fucker. All right, guys, I'm going to cut straight to it. <laughs> I had a movie in mind that I really, really wanted to find a way to get into season one, and as the c- categories came out, there's just no place for it to fit. But Dan presented Cat and Mouse, and I thought, fits in like a glove, baby. Uh, We're going way later than I'm used to. We're going into the 2000s. Whoa. Okay, I was way off. We're going as recently as 2001. Literally 22 years ago, that's what I'm calling a very new movie, in my opinion. Guys, this thing is great. I hope you've seen the first two. Oh. Because it's time for Cordell. 
We're checking out Ridley Scott's Hannibal. This is a fun, bad, shitty movie. I think you've both seen it. I don't know if it matters. I don't I own it. <laughs> Probably still have my No, I don't have my rating on here. Good. <laughs> this uh, is so we wouldn't before right, Kron got on. on the call, I told you there's a slight chance that he picked the same that one Kron you did. picks my fucking pick. Is this what you were going for? I was going to pick fucking this Hannibal. Is the first shit, time this I was going to pick fucking Hannibal. Hey. This is the first time it's happened. You know I'm a Hannibal guy. I mean, oh, I'm <laughs> I'm a Hannibal guy. Oh, fuck. Okay. I, this I is knew great. Coming. This is fucking great. I thought it was going to be road games, honestly. Wow. I, okay. I thought about road games. I also thought, you know, we we could have got one of our buddies in on this category pretty easy, but I looked into that movie and it's like not streaming where it should be right now. So I kind of rolled off that one, but wow. Okay. We'll get road games on here. I have an alternate though. So we're okay. We're okay. All right. Oh, I knew it was coming. I didn't, I knew it would be from one of you guys, but yeah. Bones, do you need a a ripped version of this? We both, I think, own this. I have uh, it. No, I it's have on it all. Okay, it's on Max. So That's we got. Why I was gonna pick it because it was fucking available. Uh, oh wow! Manhunter, Silence of the Lambs, Hannibal. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Then all they right. do Red Dragon. Yeah. And then Hannibal. Hannibal Rising. Rising. Mm-hmm. And then the TV show. So Which just watch all of that. Fantastic. Before, before we I record. About all, not, I don't know about all that. I did start Manhunter, like, beginning of vacation. I just haven't finished it yet. So fucking good. <sighs> I was wondering when this was going to I'm amazed that this didn't happen the first season. Yeah. Honestly. I had... I had a category for season two just to get this movie in, and then you presented us with this, so. 5.0. Very fast. (laughs) Fuck yeah. Dan, you get to see your nemesis, his Mm -hmm. fucking head cut off, or his fucking skull cracked open. Ah. Chantix. I put this on the other day just to make sure I still loved it. (laughs) <laughs> and I certainly did. It's been probably since it was released on like VHS that I've I've seen it, or when it came out on DVD, I guess two thousand one. Uh, without going too personal with it, uh, I went and saw this opening night with our mutual friend uh, Johnny, and it was he and I, and uh, a few fellow high schoolers and they were having an absolute fucking meltdown during this movie. They did not understand it. And I had an absolute blast, uh, just watching them fucking lose their minds during this. And I'll never forget that experience. This is, uh, I'm so excited. I'm excited to have an assignment. Okay. Yeah. We're, we're starting off with a bank, man. This is fucking great because I know what my alternate is. This 
This is going to be a fucking killer category. Thank you, Kron. Holy shit. You got it, buddy. I'm glad I could, you know, give you a freebie in a way. You basically got two picks on this round, so. Yeah. Kron's doing all the work. But hey, I mean, the Venn diagrams, they got to overlap at some point. Hannibal <laughs> might be it for me and Bones. I mean. <laughs> I wonder how many references from season one are going to be just pinched in to season two, right? Mm-hmm. And that was sort of the point when we decided to like not, you know, sort of lock in our categories. Although I know we loosened them towards the end of season one, but I think being more reactive will will help and keep the energy up. I think we also understand what a five day rental movie is now, so I think that has potential. To make for a great season two. Wow. And you get to hear it here, folks. Can you imagine how lucky our listener is? Dude, that guy is, our gal, is so lucky. And hey, we got some guests coming as well. Don't worry. We got some stuff happening for October. (laughs) Kron, you think you're going to be able to sneak out and go see Napoleon? Oh, can't wait. No. <laughs> what even? I don't know if I even know anything about Napoleon. So. Oh wow. Okay. That's well, the was... new Ridley Scott and. Uh, it's an ice phoenix. Uh, maybe I'll get around to it. I mean, no, if I don't no, get won't. if I don't get around to it, Ridley Scott will put out another movie. Uh, eight months from now so Mm -hmm. well and he'll also put out four different versions of napoleon Mm -hmm. so in five years we'll all argue about which is the superior cut all right guys it's hannibal i don't think i got much else so uh i don't know after showers uh, crash and burn that's fine crash and burn crash and burn i guess for now yeah it's always going to be, everybody wants to say crash and burn. No. Oh.